0: you listening to me? So now I got your attention. Let me tell you all about this movie. Columbia Pictures presents... It has girls. God, you're a hottie. Great food. Crazy people. Huntington, Huntington, hey, hey, hey. One party you don't want to miss. There's going to be makeup. Amanda, there's going to be breakups.
1: Man, that boy ain't got no skills. Can't hardly wait. Boom, June
0: 12th. Damn, that's like Friday. Hurry up. Rated PG-13.
1: David, just make that sound every once in a while. Which one? The one I I just made? Yeah, the one you just made. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good like, interstitial sound. Better than my Rodney impression. (laughs) Hey, you haven't busted that out in a while. I like (laughs) your Rodney impression.
2: (laughs) Uh, It's fun. I I do it in the car a lot.
1: We (laughs) We should have Rodney drop by the studio randomly to talk about movies like Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. yeah
2: so I think he
0: would be uh, perfect for him. him I feel like it. I have
1: to pre-write a lot of jokes there. Yeah,
2: probably. I don't think I, I can't really I'm uh, not really I, I can't do off the cuff with him.
1: I used to be able to do my stallone, but I, I can't I tried and I, I can't do it anymore. I don't know hey, what happened. Gonna... It's I think that. I just have to watch Cobra like three times in a row and maybe they'll come back to me. Oh, you're the you're the f- disease. I'm the cure. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that is. I a- watched Last Action Hero again for the first, well, the second time. My, yeah, first time yeah. in twenty years, probably. How and- was it? It's fun. It's fun. It's like not bad. It's more, right? it's more fun than I feel like it was. I feel like it was pretty heavily ridiculed when it first came out, and I yeah. saw it once, much younger, and I was like. Oh, that wasn't that bad, really, but I didn't really pay much attention to it. And then I watched yeah. it again last night. I was like, why the hell do people shit on this so much? Like, it's kind of a good time. People,
2: from,
1: people like it now.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's from 96, I think, right? Is that right? No, it's like 93.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit. That's earlier. right. Because I think, 20? John,
2: you and I talked on the podcast around action movies of 93, and I think I might have even said, Last Action Hero was slightly ahead of its time mm-hmm. in terms of yeah. the that genre was still going with the kind of bullshit that we would see. So it's almost, it wasn't quite, it wasn't quite apart from, from all of it. So it kind of failed that people weren't laughing at themselves yeah. back in yeah. the yeah. early
1: nineties. If that, if that came out like five or six years later, that movie probably wow. would have been a huge success. Which movie? Yeah. Last Action Hero.
0: Oh, I, I've never actually seen it. I, no,
1: I, I remember, good. I remember seeing it when it first came out and I just, I like did not get it. Mm-hmm. it was, yeah. was like, yep. what is, what is this? This is stupid. So, yeah, it's weird. I it's, watched
3: it. I watched it again just recently, like last night, Joel, f- for the first time, but it, or well, the second time, but first time in yeah. twenty years. And uh, I was, we were just saying, it's it's like much better than it was ever given credit for.
1: Yeah, you know what? I watched for the first time ever this week. Well, I guess last week was uh the Blob, the nineteen eighty eight Blob. Oh, the 88 oh, yeah. Blob. Yeah. yeah, that was so good. That one so good. Yeah, I loved it.
3: It is good. There's a lot to watch of blobs it all the time. There are yeah. a lot of blobs. There too. are. Yeah, uh,
2: there's. Yeah. A, I have a vision of a blob. I feel like it's from the 70s or something. There maybe. is. There's. There's
1: a. There's a Steve McQueen one. There's a yeah. 79 one. And there's a 1985 blob and then 88 and then no more blobs. Yeah,
2: I don't know. That looked scary when I was a kid. <laughs> whatever that was, whenever, no, the, whatever version of it, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck this. The I 88 one people- is
1: like. It's pretty rad. It's yeah, uh, yeah, it's good. Who's in it? I forget. Somebody's in it. Kevin Dillon and Shawnee Smith. Yeah. Wow. Highly Kevin Dillon. Yeah. Yeah. Like right after right after Platoon. Yeah, he's he's old. That dude's been around. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I used to watch that over at my grandparents' house all the time. I don't know why they my uncle lived with them, and he was like in his thirties, and like he had Creep Show. And the Blob movie, and I don't know why my grandparents would let me put those on, but I was like, "Creep Show," young, and they would. I would just watch it. I've watched Creep Show with my grandfather. He'd just be like laughing with his friggin' gin and tonic with onions in it, and I'd just be like, oh. "Okay, this is banana." Oh, oh that is a picture.
2: Isn't the mascot or whatever of Creep Show like a like? A decaying skeleton or something or yes, yeah kind of like the crypt keeper yeah the yeah. crypt
3: keeper looking Fuck that
2: that was scary as shit on a oh, box yeah. on a poster oh i loved that i,
3: I
1: love saw creep show movie. 2 long before i saw creep show 1 but yeah. 1 is the better movie yes yeah Con- confirmed yeah
3: right, tell me more
0: about opinion. these this onion gin and tonic <laughs> rewind for Joe. okay i don't
3: know if it was actually a gin and tonic it was a it was a beverage Mm-hmm. uh that was made with i think tonic water and okay. gin or vodka a clear a yeah. clear liquor was well, what's,
0: what's a bubbly it was bubbly like carbonated
3: well, I mean, I know that there was tonic in it. I don't know. Okay. I didn't like. I didn't drink okay. it. I was like five.
0: Yeah.
1: But, but but what about the part with the so onions? were they cocktail no, onions? No, they're little little
3: cocktail. Okay, onions. Okay. okay, that yeah, makes man. sense. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because yeah. I would think more like a martini or something like that. No, no, that.
3: like that's that's yeah. old school though, right? Like, yeah. oh, totally don't have drinks anymore with like cocktail onions and yeah, like, no, it went away.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah.
3: like my grandpa, like he's like old school. You know, he's yeah. grandpa. Yeah, and he had, dude. He had anything that tasted terrible, like he was into it. So like liver and onion, and- <laughs> co- liver and onions, cocktail <laughs> onions in his in his beverages. You know, like Listerine, like the old gold Listerine that was like, yep. <laughs> like
0: yeah.
1: whoa, like
3: that was his jam. Like he was like, he'd <laughs> drink his cocktail onion drink, and then he'd go g- gurgle with friggin' gold bond, Listerine,
0: <laughs> like. it was actually just in powder form back in the day you had to make it liquid with your own saliva
3: yeah he was a badass though i miss that guy he was you know he fought in world war ii and worked for nasa like super like just smart like aeronautical engineer like did all this shit and i was just he was he was a rad guy but like very much had just the most like he could eat he could eat rotting Core like oh. carcasses and be like, "Hmm, tastes like bubblegum. <laughs>
2: Amazing.
1: I'm gonna yeah. start, start throwing onions in all my drinks now.
3: Oh, dude! <laughs>
0: Shout out. Well, I've Dun- never had Dun a cocktail Wheeler. onion, and now I really want to try
1: one. I don't even know what it looks like. I'm gonna look it's it up. Looks little, like a little. You'll onion. know. You'll see them
0: You're gonna be like, "Oh yeah,
3: my grandfather used to drink that drink too." <laughs>
1: They're just little little balls, little yeah. onion balls, little
3: onion balls.
1: Cocktail onions,
3: can't even imagine like
1: what I see them. But who I... came up with that? Like, why would? Well, you Well, I that? know
0: traditionally, like in uh in like a martini where you would have olives, you would also mix in with the with the cocktail onions. Yeah, so you yeah. can see that saltiness going mm-hmm. together.
2: Yeah, yeah. there's got to be something there. But
0: something I'd rather cut, just though. have all olives. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'll yeah, take, Like, I mean, I'll take some blue cheese stuffed olives. Even like, right. I'll do some of that action. Oh, but yeah. like.
1: I'm not an olive guy. I can't do it. I don't like oh. any olives. I've gotten into the bl- just like eating black olives, but I nothing to Black olives, though.
0: Yeah, I only <laughs> do the green and the kalamata.
3: <laughs> I mean, I do black olives because I like to put them on my fingers and do olive <laughs> fingers <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: and punch ah. people.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, not so uh, much. Guys are all crazy. It's that's fact. Word. I, w-
2: I was. I got. I was on a show, and uh, the office got lunch, and we got pizzas, and there was three pizzas. And the person who ordered it got a cheese one and a meat one and a veggie one, but black olives were on all three. (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, you can't do that. What What if you don't like black olives? Like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't put black olives on the cheese pizza. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. And you can't put it on the meat
1: pizza. What are you doing?
3: So maybe that was like a mistake. No. She was like,
1: she's like, like, I love. Black olives. <laughs> that's that's a fucking bad PA right there. You yeah, doesn't him, David? she know
0: she's supposed to order for everybody else?
1: Yeah,
2: and, and I don't think she even meant. I think she just thought like, well, this is a common ingredient. Everyone just you, everyone needs you black, black olives, olives on, a pizza. on that's like, quite black an, olives an assumption. On I fucking hate black olives. It's, uh.
3: so I had no idea there was like a, a thing.
2: Oh, I mean, I don't. I, I don't like black olives. I'm not angry about it, but it's I'm bullshit. I'm angry about.
0: It. I, I'm, I'd be uh, I'd be angry if I showed up. Went to lunch hungry, expecting pizza, a cheese pizza, and there's fucking black, black olives. olives on it. It's like, it's I've never, plain. Really, it's got black I'm, olives on
3: it. I've never really met an olive I didn't like. I'll even eat the, like, I don't know what we're talking about when we say black olives, but like, are we talking about the canned black olives? Cause I'll get down on some sure. canned black olives. Yeah. I'll get down on some Kalamata olives, some green olives. <laughs> All right. It doesn't matter. It this doesn't is disgusting.
2: matter. To me. This is a disgusting conversation. I know.
3: Well, you know, I did mention that my grandfather used to drink drinks with little onions in them. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> no. This is getting, getting probably, horrific. Probably, what probably is happening? A that. What a disgusting
1: turn of events. Sure. <laughs> uh, That's how you start a podcast. Yeah,
3: exactly. No. Now that
1: we've spent 35 <clears throat> minutes talking about onions and olives and how we like to consume them. We're uh, done. I, we're done with that. I What's think the B.O. Start... on that? <laughs> I think we should start talking <laughs> about movies.
0: Thank you for joining our olive podcast. Mm,
1: all about the olives. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Olive Podcast.
1: I love olives. It's a uh, top top ten on Spotify. <laughs> you know it, yeah. Everybody loves uh, it. My
2: my rating on olives?
1: Thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a one point two. <laughs> it's a one minute podcast. Uh, <laughs> a daily podcast. Yeah, just I pick each olive, nope, and it's just still hate them. Hate
2: it. Come on, <laughs> black one, black. <laughs> hate yeah. it. Pimento.
1: I hate it oh my down. God. well it's uh it's been a while since uh we've talked about this decade we've been stuck on the 70s we've been stuck on the 80s for a while so it's time it's time to switch gears and bring this show all the way back to the 90s everyone's favorite decade uh welcome back to another episode of Reconcinimation I'm John Diner and I'm Dave Munchak I'm Brent Hutchins and this is the podcast that takes a look back at some of our favorite films from the 70s 80s and yes the 90s indeed and today is going to be a barn burner because we've got a that's right we've got another special guest making a, a triumphant return to this show it's the master of the 1990s himself Joel Sweeney returning to the show welcome back Joel. <laughs>
0: Pleasure you to be here everybody. <laughs>
1: It's you it's been it. a bit. We had uh it, it, you were it, by a,
0: this is this is i am i am a I'm a three timer now. Uh, yeah. Not quite a, three... not, not a right. five timer yet. I what just, episodes? Uh, little... What which ones have you been on?
3: Almost famous, the <laughs> hundred hundredth episode. What's and right? Now this one. And now this
2: one. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember yeah. almost famous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Neither does anybody else. It's okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was trying to process it. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. What? Well, I think anyway. Joel. Well, one of you got Joel or Brent, one of you guys was our first, you know, additional co-host. I can't remember if it was Almost Famous or Friday the 13th Part 2, but they were right around the same time.
3: It's not a competition. It's not it's a not, competition. Not. I was no. first. I was first. We're here for the movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was first. And the camaraderie. And, you
1: know, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know we all have different histories together. Um you know, Brent and Joel and I had gone to school together. We had uh, one particular uh, uh, amazing adventure, an adventurous weekend, uh, oh, a man, college a getaway trip uh, that uh, we, while in school at the College of Santa Fe, RIP, we decided RIP. to take a spontaneous uh, trip up to Denver for the weekend, had a, an amazing time, lots of fun, saw Rockies game, but the yeah. most memorable part of that trip was not the game, not the bars, not the dueling piano bar that uh, we had a great time at. It was a particular uh, motel that we stayed at where we all shared a room. Ooh, yeah. And yes, now spicy. 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 <laughs> Here
2: we go. I still then,
3: have wound marks from that friggin shower showerhead. <laughs>
1: laser shower. Oh the laser oh. shower. The famous laser shower. Listen. No. This
3: is no joke. You could turn the laser on and that friggin' uh, sorry, the shower on in this in this motel, and the shower water pressure was so high that it was literally tearing the tiles off the wall of the shower. No. across from it. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. You That's had to no cover joke. Cover your
0: groin area the whole time, because even if you got a little, it
3: caused little... physical harm.
1: This thing you was so fucking painful, man.
3: Wow, yeah, that's it not was, even an exaggeration. It wow. was
1: it was really a, a a really special time. What was it, Brent? You were the first one in there, I think, right? Oh so, yeah. So yeah, Joel and the I are waiting. Dumbass
3: who decided to be clean first.
1: <laughs> Joel and I are waiting, and Brent's taking a shower, and we just hear this this uh, I don't know this scream coming from the the bathroom, kind of like and we're leopard. like, what is happening in there? <laughs> and then it was Brent horrifying. came out. <laughs> Shaken. The
3: worst thing ever yeah i was traumatized i'm yeah. not even kidding i still have i still have damage
1: and then it was joel's turn same thing and brent's like like down on the bed not speaking and like something horrible has happened to him joel's in there same thing and now i'm just shaking with fear and i go in and i i experienced it as well the laser shower but little known fact i found out years later the operator of that laser shower was david munchak so
2: son of a
3: (laughs)
1: sorry
2: guys (laughs) (laughs) that's what
3: i did (laughs) (laughs) that's
2: what
1: i do
0: how (laughs) dare you Uh, i was
2: i was deep into uh water pressure and and torturing people with showers
0: i mean it was quite quite impressive engineering feat to get that water pressure though
2: yeah yeah i had to well i was i was constantly on a bicycle uh that was pumping in hydraulic power to 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 up the pressure so it's great i stayed in shape for for a long time just just messing with people with with that so
1: thank you for keeping me employed well, and, and in shape yeah and that's the first time that all of us really met whether we knew it or not and later on decided to start a film studio and a podcast uh, empire mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. here we are mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> But now we're going to dial back uh, to the 1990s and we're talking about a particular favorite of our dear friend Joel, which is why he's here today and going to lead the entire podcast. Uh, We're talking about can't hardly wait and we couldn't hardly wait to get you back here, Joel.
0: Well, you know, this is really just a prelude to the Josie and the Pussycats episode, which you guys (laughs) will eventually do. (laughs) (laughs) You know it. Because, yeah, half my comments are just about, oh, and then that person was also interested in the pussycats. <laughs> Let's talk about more of those connections. No, but it's a I,
3: companion piece.
0: It is. It really is. It they, is they, yeah. they go well together. Um, but no, I think I first saw this in, uh, in the theater, I remember. And I just remember my friend Andy Novak during the, uh, the infamous karaoke scene with uh, Paradise City. Mm hmm. In the theater, yeah. he just starts going, boom, boom, you know, and he got people to clap along with it. It was wonderful. It was a really good community movie going experience. But I went there not knowing anything about the movie, kind of like same thing with Josie and the Pussycats. had zero expectation. I didn't even know, hadn't heard anything about it. Just, you know, tagging along with my friends because I'm a sheep. And just whatever the cool <laughs> kids want
2: to do, I'm going to go do that, too. I'm a sheep. <laughs> I'm a sheeple? Sheep whiny. That's what we co- call them.
0: Yep.
2: Sometimes you, you don't have to have, like, you know, you don't need to have a uh, discerning taste. You can just want to go to the movies with your friends. It's, that's true. You're, that's you're not
1: true. a sheep. Dude. You yeah. were just wanting it. And a, a good yeah. night out at the theater.
4: Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, we used to go all the time. And, you know, that's just, that's what you did. Friday night or, or mm-hmm. Saturday night yeah. or both nights. You went to the movies. There's... Hey.
2: Guys, we just like spent all week in class talking about movies. What do you want to do? Uh, yeah. Go to the movies?
3: Yeah, let's go. Uh, movies rock. Almost exactly that's... verbatim with <laughs> the conversations that would take place in college. oh man, film school rocks. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's that's like what I imagine. It was. I feel like you're making fun of us, but this is all. Like, I feel like that's real. what it was. No, <laughs> I feel like that's the. Seen... Listen, when you have a passion you follow that passion to the to the end point and uh, you guys were doing that so you know i can't uh you know not everybody even finds their passion at that yeah that age so
1: well and congrats. at that time too in the late 90s there was plenty of shitty movies to be had in the theaters so oh for sure we've all seen our fair share there right
2: i saw cuffs yeah. in the theater for my birthday so That's Christian Slater, right there yeah, yeah later, christian slater i mean i was probably 13 or 14 right i don't know now those.
3: But i mean it, still. at one point i had seen all the movies in the theater because that's what i did and i like i was forced to see step up
2: to mm. oh mm. that you would later step up to the streets like what the hell <laughs> i never even heard of step up and then step up to the streets happen i'm like oh my god that's it now this you're is in. a series i love this Well,
3: now there's like eight. Like a whole, there's a whole world that was created by that, and I saw the first one in the theater.
2: Look at you, step up uh, cinematic. Thank you,
3: Lowe's Cineplex, Odeon, (laughs) Thirteen, Fountains, whatever. There's so many names that they had for the place. Wow. Um,
1: Speaking of just sidestepping for a second, uh, just a quick R.I.P. to the ArcLight uh, Cinemas. Oh man, yeah, huge, huge loss. For for the L.A. film community, just that's devastating. Seriously. that's unbelievable, man. I, like, I'm shocked I about that, and I couldn't even. Yeah, I mean,
3: the yeah, uh, I I don't have a lot to say about it's terrible. It's just I terrible. Just I mean, I it's, very shocked.
1: I'm surprised that right when things are about to open up, or, you know, uh, again that that one like couldn't hang in there a little bit longer. But I imagine, I mean, it was they're the best theaters in L.A. and and. The basically the only theater I've been going to for the last like 15 years. And I imagine it's very expensive to keep that up and they just couldn't make it. But I, I would hope that somebody, Quentin Tarantino, is gonna come in and swoop in and and uh either save, save it. it or just you keep know. it going and I mean, even if they whatever change the name or something, yeah. it's fine. But uh, at least the Sunorama dome, I mean, dome. Yeah, you know,
3: like what the hell? what did we go see there? What what was the Western uh Oh, how mm-hmm. the West was, was
1: it? How the West was one? Is that the one we saw? I think that's what we saw there. Okay, yes. Yeah.
3: I can never keep the Western names. The, straight, center,
1: the Cinerama Dome has to live
2: on. A, they, can you imagine them demolishing that for a Starbucks? Like, no, someone, oh someone's going to pick that. Well, someone's going to buy that location. That's got yeah. to operate. If like,
0: only you, there were rich people in LA.
2: I know. Yeah, who love who movies. Movies.
0: Who entertainment. And
4: movies. Like, <laughs> like, oh,
3: obviously. Of all
1: the places. You know, Tarantino's already inquired. Yeah, I would that, imagine he's the first one on the phone it's in once upon a time in Hollywood yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean did, did
2: amoeba
3: records across the street that that closed right
1: Wait, no they closed was another they they had a very uh poor timing of a remodel and a move scheduled for for 2020 so right. they okay. shut down regardless of covid and then were in the middle of re, re, or opening up a new location so they're open now okay. Cool.
3: That's cool. Yeah, Amoeba Weird is, that they have a new location, though, because that location was also kind of iconic
1: yeah, for, for Amoeba. Yeah. But, I think it's bigger. Wow. I think they moved into a bigger space. Yeah, right on. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, just obviously we talk about our experiences in the theater and in the later part of my life or the more recent part of, of my life and some of our lives, uh, we have the arc light to thank, and uh, we're going to miss it very, very much. All yeah. right, yeah. So R.I.P. But one movie we did not see there was Can't Hardly Wait. So Joel, true. that that's your experience, your first time seeing it. And how much did you fall in love with it when you saw it?
0: I really liked it. I thought it was, you know, it was hilarious, but yet smart. And that's what I, I really dug about it. Like I thought it was, you know, just just witty and you know, I, I liked the characters, like, you know, Seth Green, that was the first thing I'd ever seen Seth Green in. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, I think probably the first thing I ever saw Jennifer Love Hewitt in that in, um, even though she doesn't do a whole lot throughout the entire movie, um,
1: she's very Jennifer Love Hewitt.
0: Yes, yes, she she plays Jennifer Love Hewitt. I feel like maybe throughout the whole thing, um, yeah. yeah is a character from Party of Five. Yeah, and I liked. Uh, I don't know. I just I, w- I w- when I was rewatching it, I was thinking about um, party movies. And especially like end of school party movies. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking about like, you know, Days to Confuse, obviously, uh, Can't Hardly Wait. And then like a Booksmart that came out recently. Or, uh-huh. I mean, written, oh,
2: not to see Booksmart.
0: Yeah. And I was just thinking like, I'm like, okay, that's a whole little sub genre in and of itself are these kind of end of school party movies. And, I'm, mm-hmm. and then I was just wondering like, where did that start? I wonder who was the first probably like an 80s one i'm well i
1: mean you could probably john hughes movies were were a lot of that right like i don't know if they were really end of school (coughs) but like uh, was it american graffiti was probably the first Mm, mm -hmm. yeah that's a good Mm -hmm. one yeah
0: that's just like a a heart but that's not really
2: a party movie right like that's just sort of yeah
0: but it has kind of the same feeling of people like reminiscing you know and can't hardly wait there's the melissa joan hart character and the other character who are like all reminiscing about everything Mm -hmm. about their yeah it's kind of
3: it's kind of that experience of of you know like you're ending a a fairly significant chapter of your life and and all about to embark into kind of this great unknown you know that is you know really adulthood and and responsibility and all this this other stuff and you don't you don't really know and you're kind of going out with a bang before uh, before you you step through that yeah. door. So yeah. even though it
0: might you know, um, American graffiti might not have like the big party, I still feel like it it captures that essence of kind of the, what those movies are and yeah. everything.
1: Yeah, sure. it's it's teens all all in over the course of one night kind of all yeah. searching for something and themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, it is,
2: there's there's lots of feelings uh, that you can kind of relate to in this movie. So I, I don't remember the first time I saw it, but I I saw it soon after it came out. I, I, I could have seen it in the theater. It just, I'm not, I really couldn't tell you, but I remember seeing it very early on. And then, you know, it was probably running on, on uh, HBO or something or another. And um, I was, you know, seeing it in college on reruns or something like that. So um and it definitely hit it, when you when you're 19 and you see this movie about being 18 19 and all that like there's definitely things that i really loved about it at the time i thought it was really great and uh yeah and uh i haven't seen it in years though it was good it's probably been 10 15 years since i've seen it so um this was a nice little uh, return to this little thing a lot of fun
1: brent what about you when was the first time you saw it
3: uh I saw it in the theater, uh, I'm pretty sure it came out in the summer and I saw it, I saw it in the theater. Uh, I actually think I saw it with, uh, here's a name from the past, Travis Johns. Nice. Uh, who was an, also a friend that, uh, went to college of Santa Fe with us, but he and I had also gone to high school together. Um, I'm, I think I saw it with him and, and another person or two, but I, I could be making that up completely, but yeah. Uh, I saw it in the theater and I immediately liked it. I mean, obviously, the way that it's made is is so that you can find like parts that you can relate to. But having just been at a high school myself, and and you know, the main character is some kind of awkward dude pining over a girl that he never got to profess his love to, which is something that I certainly felt like uh, I could relate to. Uh, you know, I, I I enjoyed this movie a ton when it when I first saw it.
1: Yeah, I, that's that's definitely. Uh, we'll circle back to the characters, but that's definitely. Uh, I think something many of us could could relate to that. Yeah, that, oh, yeah. that part of that character. Yeah, uh, this is. Uh, I, I have a confession. After all this time, the very first time I saw this movie was today. What? what? Are you uh, kidding? Oh my lord! True. I, I missed it in the theater for what I, I really don't know why. Um, that summer of ninety eight, I, I was uh, was between our between you know years at, at in college and I remember being busy just working and doing whatever. I, I summer, know the but... real
3: reason, John. You one hundred percent were a seventies film snob. You um, had yeah, your uncle probably you that showed you yeah. all the cool seventies movies, and this was not directed by Scorsese. You're right. And- De Niro was not in this. It wasn't a gangster movie with the Godfather. You were like, "Can't hardly not gonna see it. Fuck that movie." So I missed all those don't 90s Don't sugarcoat it. I know what happened.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're probably that's actually probably the truth. Uh <laughs> my snobbiness was uh We were roommates, man. I missed all of these like late 90s teen movies. I didn't see any of them. And when Joel and I were living together, I got the high pressure from this gentleman, like every weekend. Can't hardly wait. Josie and the Pussycats, over and over and over. And after all that, it, it never happened. And uh, <laughs> but finally, Joel, I hope you're proud of me. I've done it, and here we are.
0: Well, so I, I just I mean, I feel like you're now going back, going, I wasted so much time.
1: Okay. Yeah. Where like, this has been missing. Where, my what life. was I doing with my life? This is where the have last you been? piece. Well, I'll tell you, it's. I'm gonna have a very different perspective having seen it for the first time now. It's like, oh yeah, uh, what I'm seeing is so dated and so 90s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's part of Mm -hmm. what I liked about it. Is it's you know that's the 90s movies are so these kinds of movies have aged just like 80s movies have. It's just a snapshot of that time period. So. If you're feeling nostalgic and you want a dose of that 90s, this is a great movie to watch. Like the wardrobe, yeah. everything about the style, the visual. I mean, even the style of, of the movie itself is such a callback to that. It's uh,
3: well, and the cast like the cast are all people. Like, I mean, there's so many people in this cast that are mm-hmm. going yeah, it's to insane. become like a big deal, you mm-hmm. know, and have like lasting careers and done a lot of work in the entertainment industry. And it was all very early, early on for them. You know, I mean, a couple of them obviously had been heard of, you know, I mean, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this, but but for the most part, there were a bunch of young kids that came in to do this movie that went on to do, you know, a bunch of bunch of work.
1: Yeah, and they're all strangely linked too. And there's there's a lot of connections between the two of them or the, the, Brecken-Meyer the groups of them. Big, yeah. Brecken-Meyer yeah.
3: is a big key piece of that. I feel like he it yeah. out of the cast.
1: Well, and behind the scenes and and just with the actors here, uh, he's he's definitely a key. Um Yeah, I, this cast is huge and it's all right before they took off uh and and the connection like and obviously there's Joel, with your some of your favorite movies, there's there's a connection, a a strong connection between Josie and the Pussycats and this because we have the same direct writers and directors for both. So you have actors appearing in both movies, but also there's one link back to Almost Famous. Does does anybody does anybody just off the top of their head know what it is? If not, I'll uh, I'll reveal it later on.
3: Oh what later on? Yeah, so,
1: it's a it's a tease. It makes people got to listen to the whole episode now. <laughs> yeah,
2: they're going to stick around for that. <laughs>
1: Joel, did uh, you catch how are it? The
0: downloads on on on? Om- no, I got a. I would have to really think about. There's just it. a
2: connection to almost famous. Is what there's,
1: you're saying? Yeah, there's one link between almost famous and can not hardly wait.
3: Hmm. Joel has seen both of them.
1: Yes, but multiple but, times. But, but missed this one. So uh, we'll. Uh, I'll. I'll. I'll, oh. I'll I'll give that spoiler at the end of the show.
0: Wait, does Frances McDormand make a cameo in Can't Hardly Wait? That she I she
1: does not. No. She
0: <laughs> does oh, not. Oh, okay. I thought maybe she was in the background of one of the party was, scenes. Was she doing Fargo? Like that.
3: No, that was probably not yet. <laughs> but I will tell you, it
1: is an actor. So,
2: Oh, there's so many actors. All right. So many. Well, we'll get into it.
1: So uh, the film is written and directed by Harry Elfont and Deborah Kaplan. Uh, They had uh, written the Very Brady sequel uh, prior to this, which was not a huge hit. I actually really like the Very Brady sequel. I kind of have more fun with that one than the first one. What do you guys think about the Brady Bunch movies?
2: I like that first one. I didn't see the second one. Oh, you didn't? I don't think so.
1: Oh, it's good.
2: First one was great. I don't remember. I don't know. The first one's
1: like classic. The second one, it's kind of like I don't know. It's kind of like Hot Shots Part Two. Like it, I, I felt like it goes a little deeper and gets a little wackier. Yeah, yeah. It circles around like the Hawaii Brady Bunch storyline. Yeah. Uh, okay, I was such a fan of the Brady
3: Bunch television series that after I saw the first movie, like it was just kind of weird. Like it, they were not right for. I mean, I mean, and the one girl looked exactly like Marsha Brady. I, I feel yeah. like, but but beyond that like i don't know i just like the original cast and so i didn't i didn't see the second movie at all i don't they only did two right yeah they just did the two yeah i didn't see the second one
1: but gary cole guys i mean as we talked about in our office space episode gary cole's a genius just right. so funny playing mike brady absolutely yeah so uh, they'd written that film have a deal with columbia after that and they just they really wanted to direct something so thinking it through what's the easiest way to direct something something cheap something fast something they could do with young actors and they thought why not everybody you know everybody at a party like just 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 the party scene and just going all through the party and all following all the different characters and in the in the style of a john hughes movie or a uh a say anything you know the portion of say anything that's at the party just modeled after that so uh they wrote this script and they wrote it pretty quickly and they with the guiding hand of betty thomas who directed the first brady bunch movie and is a uh a big uh comedy director uh, i think she did Pro- howard stern's private parts as well and a number of other big movies but uh She was brought on as I, I don't know if it was an official or an unofficial producer, but she was really helped guiding them for their first uh, project. So uh, they, they got on board here and, and off to the races they went. And, you know, the casting process, let's talk about the cast now, because obviously that is a, the biggest part of this movie is this giant ensemble uh, group of actors. And, David, I don't know if you remember, but this uh, this cast won the 1998 uh, Munchie for best ensemble cast Stop. out a feature like <laughs> film starring a group of teens at a party. So, yeah, very, it...
4: <laughs>
1: very yeah, specific funny. awards at the Munchies. Yes, absolutely.
3: <laughs> well, the casting for this was kind of crazy, right? Because, I mean, so I, I don't know. Why? But from what I understand, like everybody wanted to be in this movie. And I don't know if it had anything to do with the success of Scream, which had come out you know the summer before or whatever and and you know, these teen movies were now starting to to pop or or what have you, but f- reading some some articles and, and things like that. It sounds like everybody was just throwing their name in the hat trying to get a, a piece of this.
1: Yeah, well, at at the time that this movie is greenlit, there really weren't a lot of movies for this age group. I mean, there was at the time, not the time it came out, but at the time it was greenlit, which is like ninety-six. Right. Mm-hmm. So you've got Clueless, which we covered here on the and you can find in the archives at ww.reconsanimation.com. Clueless is huge, comes out in ninety-five. And then that's kind of it For a while right I mean I, I really off the top of my head I can't recall Anything between these two movies That was of, of significance for this Age group that Was about right
3: well when did dazed and Confused come out that was before, 92
1: right? or 93 so yeah it was And I
3: mean I know that that's like kind of a I mean It's funny to say period piece but you know like That's set in the 70s and whatnot. but yeah So that was
1: 92 So when was clueless Clueless was 95 okay so when this comes out or when this is greenlit nothing's happening these actors these young actors are all really desperate for parts and I guess Empire Records had come out which also starred Ethan Embry but that was like not a hit and barely I don't even know if it went into theaters if it did it was very brief and not a big release
3: It was, yeah, it was a quick release. I think it was in theaters because I remember the poster with uh, uh, Liv Tyler on it.
1: Yeah, with that Liv Tyler and then there's the other poster with like all of them. And I remember that was like the first time I saw Ethan Embry was, who's this guy, you know? Uh, But yeah, there's really not much for these actors. So they're desperate for for work. And when they, when, you know, the word's going around, there's a script coming out about teens, uh, everyone's going to flock to it. So uh, then- scream comes out and is mm. huge huge mm. movie and they're they're the you know reaction from scream's uh success is huge now all these teen movies are getting greenlit all through you know into the summer of 97 one after another they're just trying to roll through these and really get them going not even horror movies too like yes horror movies but also Anything with teens because they saw There's a whole untapped audience here That we can start getting into And uh, While this movie is being shot I know what you did last summer is released Which Is also a huge hit And makes Jennifer Love Hewitt A major movie star Not just a TV star from Party of Five So both of those That combination really helped Boost this movie's uh, You know spotlight a little bit. So
2: Yeah, I uh, wanted to see Jennifer Love Hewitt in whatever all the time. i never watched Party of 5, but me neither. Uh, but I remember yeah, yeah she was a big deal like that late 80s thing. Oh man, yeah. she was everywhere.
3: I mean, I I never saw Party of 5 either, but John and Joel can probably attest to this. I was a huge fan of Scream and everything Scream launched which was I know what you did last summer and everything else that followed for that mm-hmm chunk of time and so i probably had seen that a a handful of times uh by the time this came out just with with her in it so i was familiar with her from that but
1: yeah yeah what about you joel were you a a jennifer love hewitt fan
0: well now that you reminded me of i know what you did last summer i think i went out and saw that probably for can't hardly wait but no this will always be to me the if you mentioned Jennifer Love Hewitt, I'm going to think of Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah, you know, like I never thought Ghost five. Whisperer. I'm surprised. No, or was that was that the name of her show? Yeah, I know she had that show for the a Ghost long. Whisperer. The yeah, was yeah. that what? Okay, yeah. a lot of
2: years, I think, but yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like eight was seasons big... or something.
0: Yeah. Not so that, and I, and I never listened to any of her albums either. So.
2: Yeah, she was a musical artist. She was? I missed
0: that. Hold on. Let's talk for a second.
1: She had an album? Joel, sing sing us one of her tunes. Maybe it'll come back.
0: I know nothing about her tunes.
1: That's one of her songs?
0: She was on the Can't Hardly Wait soundtrack, but I don't think... No one could tell me what scene it was actually in, (laughs) though.
2: I remember an interview where she was talking about that album and like they were going to release a single, but it was called let's go bang or something. And the, she was going to have a dance that was called the bang or something like that. And it never materialized and they never released the single. That's racy content. I
1: don't think I could have taken that. That's too, too racy for me. I'm not sure if and
2: now that I say that, like, I'm not, is that the actual title? But maybe
1: I feel like it's like the let's go bang. Yeah. Are you just, you're just fantasizing about it? She was telling,
2: I mean, I might just be imagining her telling me (laughs) like stuff like that. Oh no,
0: 1995 album, Let's Go Bang.
2: Oh, the whole album was called that. I'll never forget that interview. (laughs) Oh my God. Like, yeah, this thing is, and there was going to be a dance and it was called The Bang or something. And it was going to be a choreographed three
0: At least three albums. Good for her. 2002
1: is the latest. So uh, her, her stardom really is going to help this movie a lot. You know, uh, had this come out a year prior, I don't know. You know, if this, let's, let's say this movie came out in the summer of 97, it probably it still would have capitalized off screen. Um, and would have probably done. Okay. But I think it's the combo of that and her. And what, uh, I know what you did last summer. That really was, uh, a huge uh assist for this movie because at the time she's really the only name in it everyone else is new i mean she was new when they started but uh she's the only sort of household name on this one right i mean at the time yeah yeah i guess
3: i don't i i household name probably i was a big fan of ethan emory already at this point but but, already yeah man are you kidding come on you remember dutch Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can, I, you can find that in if... our archives. Do it. Let's run the clip. Uh, right. <laughs> www. Dot, uh, no, but he was in, he's in a, he, I mean, I liked Empire Records a lot, but I also liked White Squall, that thing you do, Vegas Vacation. Yeah. Like, he had done all those movies right kind of a couple years before this one. And you know, I mean, Nick Papa Giorgio from Vegas Vacation, like that dude, the, he's awesome. The like, best
1: vacation movie.
3: I yeah so I was a big fan of Ethan Embry going into this so he was not like a no-name actor for me uh at at this time but sure yeah but, I, but I mean, yeah I get it I get it from like a kind of a more you know commercial success yeah thing, absolutely yeah. uh Jennifer Love Hewitt had to be the only kind of real I, like I'm, name I mean maybe,
2: must have... I don't know yeah I think you're right Jerry O'Connell was kind of a
3: well
1: but Jerry a, O'Connell. Not really advertised. It's not not a movie. Yeah. Look, look at the poster. You know, look at the guys on the poster, and and it's you know she's dead center. So it's, and really for a character that I feel like doesn't have as nearly as much screen time as the others, right? Like she's, Joel, like you were saying, she doesn't really do a lot, and a lot of things are sort of revolving around her. But I feel like she has less actual screen time than the others.
0: Yeah, I I would think she'd have. Some of the fewest lines throughout the whole movie for, you know, one of the main characters.
1: Yeah, she does a lot of looks. Yeah, she's she's really good at looking. Walking at into
3: the house and looking around.
2: Yeah,
3: she that, did that like six times. Yeah, yeah. that's
2: her thing. That's. Yeah. I I must have seen this movie in the theater. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think I would have been on the on the J the J Love uh, or they they called her Love Hewitt. I think J Love Hewitt. Yeah. So I think right. I was on the Love Hewitt train. I think it must've, I must. I must have seen it. I what, think. What else was I was doing, doing that Love summer?
3: Love Hewitt train by this time. Right? What are
1: right? I doing, it's, summer '98? I was, well, you know knowledge. what? You I'm, you were I'm, just I'm, so excited about Armageddon. You were waiting all summer long in line. I missed Armageddon. I didn't see Armageddon, Armageddon for years. For years. <laughs> what? I didn't see it.
3: That's it a looks stupid. Podcast. And I that seems You're like right wrong. up my alley.
1: Yeah, Mr. Conair. <laughs> yeah. How do you miss Armageddon? Wrong I, know, I think
2: maybe it was the Ben Affleck of it all at the time. I think I was a yeah. Ben hater. I might have been yeah. a Ben hater. Or Aero, that Aerosmith
1: song. Yeah, I mean, I, I lived. That all yeah. I did was Whew. that's that was the anthem of the summer. <laughs> it was. It really, really, it really was. was. I remember I went to like I actually bought the score of for Armageddon, not the soundtrack, the score. But I I ended up mistakenly buying the soundtrack and I was very upset about it. Oh, no. Very upset, huge Good mistake. Job. Learn to read. I know. <laughs> I and prefer- that's when I learned the difference between a score and a soundtrack. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> I prefer Deep Impact. That
2: was
1: oh yeah.
3: I was on. Oh, I was on the Deep Impact. I
1: think probably that's also because there these these
2: two asteroid movies or whatever. I'm like
3: mm, I'm not seeing these. Right. <laughs> If it's, if it was
2: really good, there wouldn't be two movies about just it. like there were yeah. two
3: volcano movies that came mm-hmm. out right, yeah. right next yeah, to Yeah, I'm it. not
1: seeing Dante's Peak and whatever the hell the other one was. Volcano.
3: Volcano. volcano.
1: <laughs> you know, that secret volcano under LA. Yeah. yeah.
3: Just like, you know, Twister and Sharknado. Oh, wait. I guess those there <laughs> were, were different little, years.
1: A little further apart. Yeah. No anyway. No. Um, but yeah, this cast is amazing. These are like really good people in this group. Um, and there's so many of them, so many. Yeah. So yeah, Ethan Embry, we talked a little bit about when he was known as Ethan Randall on our Dutch episode. Yeah, which Mark you can find milk. in the archives at www.reconsciimation.com. That's right.
3: Uh,
1: there's a lot of so this is like a a six feet under pre-union, would you say? with oh, uh, that? Lauren mean, it's Ambrose got, It's
3: got Lauren Ambrose yes, yeah, and so Freddie
1: Freddie uh, Rodriguez. Uh, who's yeah. one of the jocks, and I think oh. a couple other people like guest starred, like Eric Balfour's in here, and uh, oh. there was one other person I forgot who it was, but yeah, okay. there's. Uh, is it Clea, Chloe Chloe Duvall,
3: right? Oh yeah, Isn't she's she? in
1: right. She yeah, it's yep, she's in it. So yeah, you've huh. got a six feet under pre-union here. Uh, you've got a Vegas vacation reunion. Reunion that yeah. So Play it on me. Ethan Embry Georgia and Marisol Nichols who played uh, you know his sister in Vegas vacation is in this very briefly as gotcha. one of the one of the girls at the party who falls in love with um, with uh, Charlie Cosmo oh. when he's doing the Paradise City. huh? so you, she's like fawning all over him so but she's like front and center. Oh that's cool which is I weird did, did to not go put that together. It's weird for her to go from like a leading role in a movie like Vegas Vacation, and a year later is is essentially playing a glorified extra.
0: Well, and that's what I wondered about Melissa Joan Hart because she was a big deal before this movie, right? Yeah, didn't well, she, she had, did like, a TV well, she show. Yeah, she Clarissa didn't plans
1: at all, or exactly
0: whatever. right. And so I was kind of. Yeah, she's not even credited in her... this movie,
3: is
2: she? Like she's no, yeah,
3: she's just oh, another okay. one of the uncredited okay. many. Think, okay. Which the they screen, did on purpose. It
2: seems like yeah, just lots of people are in it without yeah. actually being credited.
3: Well, that goes back to the whole like everybody just wanted to have be a part of it. Like it it was kind of bananas.
1: Yeah, she was shooting uh the, I think the second or third I think it's the second season of Sabrina the te- Teenage Witch. Ooh. So, she was uh, you know, already a TV star. She'd been acting for like 13 years and I wonder if it was a case of them not putting her her name in there as a sort of misleading the audience that it's a movie about her. Right. You know, because it's like Bill Murray and Tootsie. It's like you put Bill Murray's name on a movie like that, they think he's a big part of it. It's just a small... Well, Roll. maybe,
3: but I mean that goes back to the Jerry O'Connell part of it too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he was a pretty big name. He had done lots of TV shows, like. So was Jenna movie. Elfman. Yeah, Jenna Elfman. Yeah, right. I mean, I I just think that there's, yeah, there's a ton of people in here that went uncredited. You know, probably yeah, for the reason that they didn't want it pull away from, from everything else. But
1: but at the same time, I don't know. Isn't there a side of them that that you'd want to use their names to get you know an audience there? I mean.
2: I think you you lose a little of the magic. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea the idea, but like, it's like, it's an ensemble movie. So like have surprising people show up in it, yeah. like, and yeah. not market it. Like, I think that's kind of like a Muppet movie kind of thing, you know, like you're just, you, those Muppets, uh, you know, and then there'd be celebrities in it and that you wouldn't necessarily use them in the advertising. I don't know. It's an ensemble. It's a huge just ensemble movie. Yeah. I
3: mean, at the time when I saw this and, and all those people started popping up, like it was kind of, it was cool. It was like a it was like yeah. a, a, a fun little surprise for those of you who went to go check it out.
1: You yeah. know, yeah,
3: I don't really recall that happening a whole ton, Yeah. No. Um, at least not to this extent.
1: You could give some of these guys the with credit, you know, put all your all your, you know, your regular cast up front and then with Jerry O'Connell and sure. Jenna Elfman. And then you get both, you know. It's oh. like that, that. But I'm not like... gonna
2: go see. I'm not gonna go see a teen party movie with Jenna Elfman and I, You know, I don't give a shit. You know. <laughs> well,
1: there's so many. There's so many
3: of them. Like, if you give to one, then yeah. you give to all. Yeah. Like, then it gets weird, right? And political. Yeah. Otherwise, right. you just say, hey, if you're a certain caliber actor, you're going to get the uncredited cool cameo job.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's it's a smart move. It's it's a lot of fun. There's just a lot of people in here. Yeah. Just, oh my god. So um,
0: who then? Eventually, become somebody because well, like Seth, with Selma Blair, Selma Blair is in it, but she wasn't before. a big
3: deal. But she pops up. Okay. I mean, uh, mostly, Siegel. I mean, Jason. Se- Jason Siegel, Green, yeah. Like, I mean, Seth Green is you know like.
0: See, I, mean, and I didn't was, know was he something before? Can't well, hurry, or was this his? Yeah, big thing. Well, he well, done
1: Austin Powers before this. Yeah, and he did Buffy for a couple seasons. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. You
2: know, and he he would show up and just he would just show up and stuff. Yeah. People know people knew Seth Green a
1: little bit. Seth Green is in I'm not like a connoisseur of his career, but it feels like he's had his hand in something for years and years and years. That he's does a lot of voiceover stuff and you know, stuff on uh um like robot Cartoon chicken. Network, right? Like robot yeah. chicken and yeah. Yeah.
3: well, right. I mean, that's his whole thing. Like he he runs the studio Stupid Buddy, which puts robot chicken out. So yeah, yeah.
2: He does. He's on family guy. I mean, he, you know,
3: he's a nice guy too. I don't know, man. I, so when we were, so on one of the projects that I worked on and I don't know if I've told this story or not. I think I did. I think I told it in our, Never mind. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to say it. No, tell,
1: tell the story, tell the story. We're all here listening.
3: Well, I stayed at, uh, Skywalker Ranch right and uh, when we were wrapping one of our one of our shows that we were working on and he happened to be there at the same time him and Breckenmeyer and a whole bunch of people and he had just gotten married and he was hammered but he was such a nice dude just like because when you're staying there you most of the apartments and houses that you stay in share like a communal house with like a big open communal kitchen and everybody just has access to it and he was out there just kind of like hanging out with his, his buddies and, and, uh, you know, like we were there at the same time and just kind of talking and stuff like that. And he was just a funny, nice guy, like just having a really good time, enjoying everything, but like was not, uh, you know, like pretentious or any, you know, like there was no ego involved. And he was, you know, I mean, he's, he's a pretty well-known person already at that point. So, Uh, That was nice to see because you run into those types all the time in this industry. So it was cool Uh, because I had been a fan of his for a long time, like going back to your point, like he had had his hand in so many different things for so long, like I kind of seen him for a while. So it was it was cool to kind of meet him and and have him be, you know, kind of down to earth and fun.
1: I forgot he was in the original It miniseries. Yeah, yes, absolutely. That's got to be the first thing. I mean, that is absolutely the name thing. Like, you that, like? that's eight years before this movie yeah. yeah
2: i mean he was just he was just he existed i think i think everyone kind of knew that seth green in some way even if they didn't know who he was like they were they're familiar with him he just
1: would show up and stuff
3: yeah he was in can't buy me love he was in a bunch of stuff you know yeah. like
1: yeah hmm. what do you think about his character kenny fisher
0: yo i gotta have sex tonight who be the lucky honey yo i ain't decided yet right but i figure
1: all the bitches in the class gonna be at this party you know i got to give them all an equal opportunity to special k it took me all day but i narrowed it down to a list of 10 very lucky finalists you know what i said
2: i knew, I knew kids like that yeah times. i knew kids like that for you sure know?
0: i don't know if he if it his character ages well probably not like totally inappropriate but like legit a product of the
1: times yeah. absolutely yeah, I, yeah we all i think and we all knew somebody his, his like bodies too yeah. Uh, yeah yeah yeah
3: yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. a product yeah. of the time but absolutely
0: 100 yeah. dead on reflects yeah.
3: reflects what this movie's all about is kind of capturing that and that yeah. you know i think to john's point earlier when he was saying he saw it and it's it's super nostalgic it's those type of things that lend lend itself so well yeah. for that
0: John, well, I, what was your take on him, 2021?
1: Well, I actually really okay. I really liked the arc of his character. I, I liked... Yeah, yeah. That was probably the thing I enjoyed most about this movie this time, other than just the nostalgia of it all, but was seeing his character that's this extreme, over-the-top, phony, like completely... Uh, you know he's playing a character um and you know we all knew people like that Who's was like oh you were like a nerd last year and now you're this suddenly you're like this cool dude this overly cool aggressive cool dude um you know w- wearing these crazy outfits and hair and stuff but uh i don't know i felt like you know obviously in the scene in the bathroom between him, him and lauren ambrose where they you the backstory between the two of them gets revealed, and obviously they like have a connection. I, I don't know. I enjoyed that arc that like you know really kind of peeled back that there's oh yeah that there's always somebody underneath a, a person like that, and and pulling that out. And I I I liked how that that arc went. Yeah, it's, and uh... I, I didn't th- I didn't think it was inappropriate. Like what he was doing was in a necessarily inappropriate because he was failing at it and you know That's that he's true, yeah. he's playing he's not being himself he's playing a uh, a um you know kenny fisher is made like an a, a as a, a character that he's playing mm-hmm. so i thought yeah, it was okay
2: he, yeah he's representative of what what yeah a lot of a lot of kids a lot of white kids would do you know uh, the cultural appropriation of how mm-hmm. uh traditionally uh young black uh teens might talk how they the what they would wear they're always always ahead of the curve you know the trendy clothes the way they wear their clothes and all of that so he was just imitating and uh because that's that's where the coolness comes from anything that's cool for white people was cool for black people like 18 months ahead of time and that's <laughs> at least and that's true that that will always yeah, be true so any man. any slang you've picked up now that was that was that was really ahead of its time or it was at its time, you know, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, yeah, Kenny, Kenny was somebody you would uh, you'd either related to at some level, cause you kind of knew someone like that, or maybe you even appropriated key phrases, slang, the way you dressed, anything like that. I mean, it's very suburban white kid is, uh, is yes. Kenny Fisher um, in some level. So uh, it's, it's, and I think that I mean and depending on where you come from and who you associate as a white person you know you uh there I think there's a there's a mix of of how this the the cultural stuff occurs um with with your language the way the way you talk the the way you dress the way you treat you talk about other people um and and in your uh voice inflections and all of that so it's really it was it it was fun to come back to Kenny Fisher again because I I I kind of forgot how like intense he was until he kind of became real yeah. um and then he's like yeah a real guy and like that's what this movie i think it. i, I was thinking for a while it's like boy th- this is all just so skin deep but there's an i think there's enough character stuff going on for the majority of the cast you know that you're supposed to care about that it gets beyond like the stereotypes and the um or just the the uh you know the very basic look at all these people so i i I thought it went deeper for a lot of characters that I thought it that I, I remembered it doing. So it was kind of yeah, cool,
3: considering how many people are in it. I think, it, to your point, David, it does a really good job of 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 making all of them feel real and human at certain at certain points throughout the movie. Yeah,
2: yeah, because everyone can kind of be a cartoon until you 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 spend a little time with them, and then it it changes. So yeah. like, there's obviously there's characters that will never. Get, you're not gonna go deeper with the stoners or you see some goth girls and you see them for one second, and like yeah, and then yeah. throughout the party there's just there's just these little flashes of recognizable things that were very nineties yeah, but um, most of the main ensemble has a
3: turn in there at some point like yeah. a little yeah.
2: a little a little bit of a turn yeah.
3: yeah
1: and and you know, looking at it now i could i I felt like it, I knew exactly where they were going it's pretty having seen many movies like this, you know, the direction they're headed and you know uh, what, where these characters are, are, are going with that arc for the most part. Um, But it was, it was, you know, they were entertaining. I think Kenny was, I don't know, for me, I think he was the most entertaining and maybe because uh, Joel and, and Brent, I felt like there's, one or two specific people from college that I could relate uh, that character to. I won't name names, but (laughs) that's, uh,
3: (laughs) I mean, I just think it's comedic, you know? I mean, like I just think Seth did such a great job kind of owning it and, and making it really funny. And I agree. There's people in college, there's people from my, I mean, there's
1: yeah. All over,
3: all over, but it's, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, it, Hip-hop and rap and all that was like, you know, like that was a huge thing in the 90s. Like it started blowing up in the Mm -hmm. 80s and the 90s. And, you know, like, like it was a, it was a cultural thing, you know, for, for all groups of people. So, um, you know, it was, uh, but yeah, definitely that character's hilarious.
1: When, uh, the, the first time we see, we see him, I think he's in like a, like a 7-Eleven type store and- Mm -hmm. If you look at like the products, they're just like so many like 90s products came like flooding back, like surge, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like that was, uh, that's just a good time. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, what about, uh, okay, what do we think about Peter Facinelli? Oh, Mike Dexter? Mike Dexter. Mike
2: Dexter. Uh, so, I don't know if he's if he's like a stereotype of movie guys like him or actual guys like him, I'm not sure. He was kind of my
3: least favorite of, of all the characters. And I felt like the most wooden of all the, of all the portrayals. Like I just, and maybe that's, you know, I mean, maybe that's the genius behind his portrayal of the character, but like it just kind of played dead for me a little bit. And that even keeps true when I rewatched it recently. Like yeah. that was the first thing I, I mean, I felt that way when I saw it originally in the theaters, I was like, this guy's kind of, I don't know, not, a, I'm not buying it, but, but, uh I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just what he was doing.
1: Well, I think part of it is Peter Facinelli. There uh, there's something about him that seems sort of like, he just seems like a bad guy. Like, <laughs> he's got like a sort of intensity that he just comes across kind of like a jerk to me and everything I've seen him in. And here the character's a jerk. The actor playing him has really is like exuding that. So I don't know. It was just, uh, yeah, the character I was least interested in as well. Yeah. And the, the turn is you don't get the arc from that character. You have an opportunity for it. And then it kind of, goes backwards again
3: well i mean yeah you get it it's it's like it's backhanded you know like it. you get it with with charlie corsmo and and the i think the jail scene yeah. right? but yeah but then as soon as he yeah. you know confronts him about it or sees him again like he's kind of back to his old ways
2: yeah yeah you wanted to yeah, see you wanted yeah. to see a flash of recognition or, or sympathy yeah. in his eyes of like understanding like he helped like he, he, it's just missing that so he just ends up becoming more of a, like a
1: shitty villain or something you know yeah like he's, like, he's yeah. easy to hate you know why why, yeah. why isn't there like a look where, where he's sort of telegraphing that he's he knows but he's yeah. gonna go back you know
3: I, it's, the, I, I at least like this can it. be our little secret
1: you know yeah. like it's well, you liked it, Joel, know, the way it is?
0: I, I like that it just goes back to like people don't really change or right. something like that. Like mm-hmm. and I know that's like, you know, when he goes on to, you know, in the little after credits scene or what not scene, but like the, you know, the yep. words that yep. come up after telling him what he went. Like, I bet that's a lesson he took and then built his business on. <laughs> you know, Fair like enough. I bet he really really true because i'm like i i do like that because i could see that happening so much especially at that age of like you know you go to camp or you have an extracurricular with someone at school that you don't really know but then you go to school the next day and you're like oh you don't know me here Mm
4: -hmm.
0: or like why no we just had a fun the other night like why don't you know me here yeah or in this specific area so And of course, like, you know, for him, his, I feel like his reputation and how people perceive him is way more important, you know, and if it was one of his buddies or someone more important than Charlie's character, he would have totally owned it. But because he was helping up, you know, someone Mm -hmm. that he looks down upon, usually he couldn't, he would never admit it.
2: Yeah, it was never going to, it was never, there was never going to be a risk of that coming out, like after everything he had done, there's the, his redemption comes from an off screen moment to, to, to take right, care of. Yeah. Him. Uh, and he's, you know, and like you said, it's like, you don't really change, you know, like it, it, as it all reads out, like he just kind of, he, he peaked in high, he's the care. He's the kind of guy that peaks in high school, like that, that mm-hmm. thing they always said, like, so, um, but you know, who knows what his life would be like in his thirties. What would he be like in his,
1: his late thirties? Well, hey, I, no? I, I do like, well, he lost his job
0: at the car. He walk. did lose the job. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's true. Mm-hmm. I, I do appreciate that they're they are kind of shining a light on how you can have different relationships with people based on what your situation is with them. Like for me growing mm-hmm. up, there was school and then every summer there was summer camp. And some of the people I went to school with were also at the same summer camp and we had entirely different relationships at both places like some of them we did not speak at all during the school year but at camp we were like like the closest friends and it, w- it was like a switch you know when yeah. you're in this yeah. situation it's like this when you're over here it's different and that i i think i i like that they acknowledge that i think that is um does mirror real life pretty well yeah yeah teen teen life is, is tough
3: are different
2: your different circles are different yeah you,
3: relationships. Sh- you sure you sure think it's tough when you're a teen at least <laughs> it's hard it's real it's then you have time. then real life hits you and you're like
1: yeah.
3: "Fuck, <laughs> that was yeah. easy
1: it's, it's different when you're a teen it's like everything's so emotional like you're riding on your emotions you don't have to worry about jobs and money and and this and and you know paying for cars and whatever um you know you have so everything you're, you're sort of wrapped up in your own feelings and your emotions
2: yeah if I, if i had to go back into my teen body and relive that life and i know everything now i think i'd be like really like bored by it all and like
0: absolutely like
2: this sucks like this blows because you know you don't have any power right you know you don't have a control a lot of control or whatever so it's you know you're you're enduring even if you're making a life of yourself you're still like you know you're you're kind of handcuffed to a certain lifestyle yeah. um not that if i came with all my future knowledge i wouldn't have just you know changed the entire planet with and become super like rich or something like yeah really quick somehow
3: yeah i think it but would just uh, i agree with you i think it would be terribly uninteresting like it mm-hmm. would just be you know you just you have such a different perspective
2: yeah you know Ima- imagine like i mean it'd be like it'd, it'd be like trying to have a like if you were back in your body, you had to kind of live that life again, but you know, everything, how uninteresting would your friends be at that time? You know, you'd be like, it's like, it's like, you know, you don't have anything in common with a teenager now. Right. Like, so it'd be the same thing. Even if you knew that person or whatever, I would just be
0: thinking you all go on and vote for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So it's like, you know, these, these, these are lives that are hard and difficult and, and the most important thing at the time. And then you, yeah, you, you, you move on. So that's the, the nostalgic look back at the teen party movie. Even if you were not someone that would go to that party, you knew people in your high school, just like these people. And you're one, you're one of the, you could pick yourself out in that movie somewhere. Yeah. You're in there. I mean,
3: I think everybody can relate a little bit to each one of the characters in some, sure. <laughs> in some yeah. way, but yeah, absolutely. Like there's probably, you probably lean more towards one or the other, you know, and yeah. in some way, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's, you're right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Uh, so so let's we talked about Ethan Embry, but let's talk about the Preston character a little bit. So how how does how does that character age for you guys? I mean, he's the the sort of the hopeless romantic. I mean, all of these you've got sort of stereotypical characters, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, category wise, uh, not necessarily performance wise, but you've got the jock, the nerd, the prom queen. You've got the the general kind of horny teen, and then you've got the you know romantic sort of every man how do you feel like that that character being pressed in how do you feel like his character holds up now I mean he come to me I'm just gonna say my thoughts real quick he comes across a little bit like now that'd be per- perceived as stalkery you know a little bit of a yeah, stalker well, you know <laughs> inappropriate was, right yeah if
3: he was 30 40 years old yeah right. but like is it I mean we got to kind of like put ourselves back in that time. Is it is it stalkery back then? I mean maybe it is. I mean like times have certainly changed and like mm-hmm. you know creepy can be creepy. He
0: definitely but, follows her Instagram, you know.
3: Yeah, he <laughs> definitely sure. yeah, he's definitely <laughs> he's Facebook stalking her for sure. Yeah. You know.
0: But like Yeah, I yeah, I, I don't know like cuz I was I was thinking about this too because it it kind of comes off like that, but I'm also like it seems like he's just had this pining love for her since freshman year but legit has had zero contact with her in any way throughout their four years in high school well right like like, hasn't talked to her after that one moment Mm -hmm. hasn't done any like as far as we know so i'm like okay it's kind of like just like he's not really stalking her if He's yeah. never really even seen her outside yeah. of or even at school like he's not trying to get in the same classes as her or well right and i mean like i like that yeah
3: yeah and i think that's the thing right like like the fact that he's had <clears throat> zero interaction with her except maybe that one small interaction when he first met her mm-hmm. and he's this like madly in love with her certainly makes the whole affection very superficial right because mm-hmm. he doesn't really know her or know anything yeah about her. Which, which as older people watching the movie mm-hmm. certainly makes it feel like kind of ridiculous. But as a kid, like yeah. that should happen all the time. Like in, in, you know, in high school, like that kind of nonsense behavior and like that was acceptable and weird. You know, like that's yeah. just what it is. But you look at it now and that's part of the thing we were talking about earlier. You know, like if you went back in your body and not being interested is because you know that all that stuff is like kind of garbage. And, Mm -hmm. and there's so much more around the corner that is going to have meaning and not be superficial. And you're going to, you know, and, and I know that he's trying to build that with her. Like he wants to get to know her and he just wants to express his, his feelings for her so that he can get to know her better. But yeah, it's just, I mean, it's kind of weird, but at the same time, I find him kind of, cute and charming in this movie you know like his affection for her yeah He's like a puppy dog you know like you're like yeah. okay
0: yeah, yeah i and think exactly. go ahead Go ahead, oh, i was no, gonna Joel. say um because I, I i do think there is a little bit of like i i i, I didn't get it as much but i think it, it 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 goes to the line or toes the line with like the i'm a good guy i deserve a hot girl type of thing <laughs> like it doesn't quite get there what but there's a lot that? Well, the, the, there's, I don't know. There, I feel like there's at least in, in like, you know, culture today, there are those like, you know, incels and things like that. It's like, hey, I'm a good guy. I won't treat you like shit. I deserve you. You know, and I, what I like about it is it doesn't quite get to that point because there's even the point where he thought um, she wasn't into him. You know, right. and, he, and then and it's he, like, okay, I did what I wanted to do. Yep. Didn't work out. Okay. And so yeah. I, I, yeah, I, so I, I don't know. I, I go back and forth on it. I think it is more positive than other examples could be.
3: Well, yeah, because when she rejects him, like he goes off and he sulks and he meets Jenna Elfman and they talk and have a moment and do all that. And then, and then it's Jennifer Love Hewitt that like comes back to him. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And finds, and finds him. Now if he would have <laughs> just not taken the, hint and yeah, like exactly. gone and continued to be like, no, but you don't understand. Like then, then it's like crossing yeah. the line and it's creepy and it's weird. But the fact that he backs off and he's like, okay, I, you're right. Yeah. Joel, like I did my thing and this is, mm-hmm. this is it. Yeah. And, and I took my shot and she wasn't into it and I'm, I'm walking away from it. Yeah. You know, I think, I think keeps it where it's not overly weird.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. no he's just a misguided kind of guy I, you know he was seeing fate it, it's that thing you do and you you see all the signs because you you're already want it you want yeah, the signs to point you, you in a certain him. direction yeah, yeah. yeah you see him because you want to see him and all that and like you know it was it wasn't like she rejected him at first she like her cousin tried to make out with her and that's when he was like oh wait like that's she's it. supposed to be with me now and she, she still didn't know he existed so he gave up at that point you know until Jenna Elfin turns him around but uh i i have a moment from my freshman year of high school i think the first day of school that i carried with me the entire the entire way through high school absolutely that every single day it was there and i i i didn't do it, it was not like i felt like it wasn't like a fate or whatever but like a a somebody else didn't know i thought about them the way i i did for four straight years mm-hmm. um absolutely that, i wonder
3: like, if there's i wonder if everybody on this call <laughs> can oh say my the god same thing, you know like yeah i mean absolutely. i think that's yeah. i think that's it's why just, he's so relatable
1: to to
3: you know yeah young, and he's not like dudes.
1: he's not like i don't know he's not portrayed super like creepy you know he's not following her and doing all this weird stuff you know that that doesn't age it's just that's his feelings that's how he feels i mean i i had that absolutely all the way through high school with uh her name was angela and it was like never really talked to to her i don't know maybe (laughs) but uh of course she does Probably that whole town where I grew up. It's all it's number one podcast uh, in that area, <laughs> Westchester County. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely uh, identified with that character because I had th- those feelings all the way through high school, and then didn't act on them. She was dating uh, the the one of the you know same thing, one of the jocks of the school, and so there was no no opportunity, nor did I have the courage to do anything about it yet, and then went off to college, found my confidence, came back. And like one of the first things that happened when I got back to town that summer, ran into her and like, hit it off, had a great conversation, just kind of like went our separate ways after that. But I was like, wow, finally had that confidence earlier. Who knows? It's because you had an awesome roommate. That's <laughs> I, I learned oh, from the gosh. best. He showed so. you the ropes. <laughs> yeah,
3: I think, I mean, but I think that's the thing, right? Like I, that that story i think can be told over and over and over again yeah you know i mean that there's always gonna be you know that, that yeah misconnection exactly that yeah. that crush that you didn't that could have been you know that you didn't yeah. that you didn't express yourself to
2: well um, did you guys as you're watching this Do you, you ever be like at, at certain points while watching it for this podcast, like? imagine sort of four four years for some of these characters like what were the last four years like The these all these missed moments these things because like for him I'm like there's got to be imagine every day at school and like all the the seasons changing the events at school all that there's so many places that they could have come together or whatever and they yeah. just didn't happen and I was like imagining like a full a full life of four for four years for these for a lot of these characters and like what happened until this day but that's the thing all this day is the only thing that matters you know, you don't learn why he's going until the very end of the movie like where he's got he's a he's an interesting guy he's, he's mm-hmm. he got into a Kurt Vonnegut workshop like he's
0: say, yeah hang he's out with super <laughs>
2: super smart like uh you know intelligent the uh, thoughtful creative guy yeah yeah, and, I want to
3: see. I want to see the movie from the perspective of the poor girl who's probably in the background of this movie, who's the one who had a crush on Preston. Yeah, whole, right.
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah, I thought. Th- I thought that's where they were going to go with Lauren Ambrose. I was. I thought that's where that character was going to that yeah. she was. They were friends, and that she was going to reveal that she had been in love with him, and you know, and then they would end up together. That that was what I was thinking the whole way, and then about you know maybe two thirds of the way through, I'm like, now nah, different direction. So, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, <laughs> yeah. it bucks your expectations a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um all right, Charlie Cosmo. So yeah. This is a, a another familiar face for us at the time. I mean, he was in Dick Tracy, he was in Hook uh oh, Yeah. What about so, Bob? What about Bob? What about yeah. Bob? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then I mean, he, he was some... a big deal, dude.
3: He was in a he was in I mean, Hook, that's Spielberg, right? Like he's oh, fucking Hook. Ugh.
1: Blah. Oh, don't
3: stop your face right now. Don't even, you just swallow Blah. everything. Swallow your vomit. <laughs> Keep it in your. I,
1: kind of, I loathe that movie. There's some oh movies I God. hate, and that's one of them.
3: All right, put this shit on the list. We're talking about that movie. Okay. <laughs> All right.
1: That's the episode where John and Brent have a yeah, fucking heated talk. argument. Joe versus the volcano,
3: Hook. We're building a list. Those are t- top two, right?
1: Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Charlie Cosmo yeah. Well, welcome back to Hollywood. He had dropped out of uh, his uh, rising star status after I don't remember what the order was, but sometime after what about Bob and Hook that he went he went to like MIT.
3: That's right. Hey, is I mean, guy? that guy's an idiot.
1: <laughs> and then, did he re retire after this movie? I don't know if he did anything else after. He might have, but he did. He, he
2: has a he has a credit in 2018, but that's it, I think. Yeah, well, that was, uh, right, "Chained for Life." He was in something called "Chained oh. for Life,"
1: huh. which well, good for him.
2: That's yeah. a uh, wow. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but yeah, no, he, well, this, was la- this was his last. This was his retirement. This was essentially his retirement movie. He he was done after this.
3: Well, right, I- and he came out of retirement to do this movie after they had somebody else in this role, right?
1: Yes, so Adam Han Bird, who was in uh, Jumanji,
3: Little Man Tate.
1: Yeah, Little Man Tate oh. was originally cast, and I think they shot with him for a couple of days, and then it was not working out. Replaced him with Charlie Korsmo, uh, which seems like it was a good move. I think he did a great job as this character. I I was really annoyed by his his friends, his two buddies, his <laughs> like, like yeah. two
3: get dudes who just sit on the roof the whole time. Yeah. Those, guys. yeah, those
1: characters kind of drove me crazy. Yeah, yeah,
2: they're just like hyper nerds that aren't like real nerds. <laughs> yeah,
1: the like no at the time like the Star Wars talk was cool because what like Phantom I guess Phantom Menace had probably just come out so the yeah. Star Wars craze was in full. full yeah, Disney effect.
3: hasn't bought Star Wars yet, and, and yeah. saturated the planet with it.
1: And, and they weren't like ruined. It wasn't completely ruined at that point, uh right. quite yet. That. Uh, on its way though but uh yeah just i don't know people the way they want,
3: people are gonna want to fight you for that comment <laughs> there, John. i'm just sure saying.
2: it's it's a little too much for uh for what nerds are uh these days you yeah know, it's a little it's a little too heavy handed yeah. on like making nerds look absolutely terrible yeah
1: uh, but his character like i think you get where that character's coming from the nerd who's been picked on and bullied the whole time we've all seen or knew some of those characters um and i like the arc that that uh of him the way they had him come out of his shell yeah just takes a little bit of alcohol
0: helps so many situations
1: (laughs) a
3: little (laughs) little bit of booze hey but he had his little chart you know i mean he had it all under control
0: Yeah. yeah yeah yeah
2: Well, I mean, that's the, this is that's a typical young person thing where you kind of you, you've sometimes it takes a little lubrication to explore a different side of your you know your personality and not saying it's necessary but it's certainly it, it it's a it's a shortcut to those things and it's certainly relatable I think to to a lot of people who might have imbibed um, that they're you know especially someone who has to come out of a shell but then you know he's but he doesn't change that much he's still just sort of a passionate nerd kind of guy and
1: uh yeah but i think he got he, got, he gained confidence yeah i end. guess so you know like doing what he did the paradise city thing first of all great song it's my yeah. it's my favorite guns and roses song
0: <laughs> i i do think what's hilarious about that scene is if you actually listen to the paradise city like, it's so mellow throughout so much of the song yeah, that it's like, they really had to edit that song. I could just imagine him doing it. Like, yeah. there'd be a long part where he's just like this, doing nothing. Because there's this guitar, there's you know, metal yeah. guitar or something like that. So I think it's funny this. how they had to, you know, edit it all together.
1: Yeah. The jumping on the, on when he, when he falls over and then he jumps up and then the microphone pops up. Oh, Oh, I was great. That was riotous. I (laughs) that. I was laughing so hard. It was great. Yeah. And I was planned, you know, his plan backfires on him and, uh, and the way, you know, his arc with Mike Dexter. And then like, we already talked about the way that circles back at the end, uh, that felt very sort of fitting. Yeah. And. Not ridiculous and over the. T- I mean, it's a little ridiculous, but like in general, it's acceptable.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, shit, I, man. I much prefer his method of revenge and and getting back at the bully than than today. Than <laughs> where things go these days. So yeah. you know, like, yeah, get your buddies, plot a course get a camera
0: up some chloroform yeah
3: <laughs> little little dangerous there yeah all right leave the
1: chloroform out of it but
3: <laughs> no bullets are involved so i'm cool with yeah. that yeah. yeah
1: yeah um the music here let's let's sidebar on the music for just a, a minute
3: i can't get another
1: They must have spent. So this this movie had a ten million dollar budget. I feel like a lot of that was had to have been spent on music. I mean, Paradise City probably wasn't cheap, but this right. movie is filled with ninety like stereotypical not late nineties music. I mean, Smash Mouth, Blink One Eighty Two, Creed is even on there. Um, Three Eleven, I think. Yeah, Third Eye Blind,
0: Smash Mouth
1: yeah smash mouth
3: yeah i mean what i mean we're but like hold on let's were those popular bands at i mean obviously they were popular bands at at the time but i mean like some of these bands have gone on to have continued careers like blink 182 and stuff you know yeah i'm sure they spent a lot of money but weren't some of these bands kind of like new to the game as well
1: well Maybe they were. Yeah. I, I mean, they were all got big right around this time. So I don't remember yeah. if specifically they were already big going into this movie or if this movie had a part in making them bigger and just the exposure of their music. But hearing those sound, all those those songs again was, whoa, like there is one specific period of time where that music oh, yeah. existed. And it was like 97 to like 2001. And, that's yeah. it. and
0: like a band like Third Eye Blind, which I feel like was around before the movie came out, it wasn't like they took their big hits for this movie. Right. Sure, like I forget what song is in the movie or something, but I'm like, that's not one of the songs I know Third Eye Blind right. for. Right, you know,
1: the but Smash like the Mouth Eve song,
0: one, and their little... yeah, 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 and Eve Six, their one. I was like, okay, that's their famous one. But again, at the time, I don't know if that was. If they were famous for oh, that, I think song. a lot of them,
2: a lot of them had radio play, though. I mean, they may not be number ones, but they were top, they were Billboard hits, mm-hmm. like all a lot of these. Yeah,
3: those. I mean, Three Eleven has been around for for a while for sure, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: but I was I always thinking about this. So, like bands like Three Eleven, Sublime is on the soundtrack as well. Mm-hmm. Um, even Smash Mouth, I'm like, what what is that style of music?
2: Yeah, what do you call that? I don't know Wait, what is
0: yeah It's weird because it like like definitely 311 and sublime had that reggae yeah. influence that they would use and they all kind of went around with like we're rock but we have it's like, some some type of hip-hop elements or some type of more like than that and i'm like what i don't know if that style because it's not i guess maybe group it in with pop punk but i don't really feel like it's, it's like pop-punk. 90s alt-rock man like, like <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like it should have had like its own name. You know, it's not grunge.
2: Right.
0: Not pop punk, but what is it? You know?
2: It's I mean, it's just it really just kind of is the pop mainstream
0: pop rock,
2: you know, like it's pop music. And it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not grunge. It's this post-grunge pop rock. I mean, blink 182'd
3: probably get mad if they were considered like pop rock, but like A lot of it was right, like well, some of this stuff was like at the
1: time, even like top 40, you know, like oh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. they got radio play, they, they, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, I did, oh, yeah, absolutely, (laughs) over and over.
0: Yeah, and I consider them like pop punk as its own like genre, yeah, sure, you know, like Green Day, I would consider pop punk, but even though they kind of went on to. Go beyond that genre, obviously. But because it's
2: but. pop, that's that's why it's in the mainstream, you know. But like, yeah, like, yeah. so it's 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 touching. It's a mixture of genre, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: With all. I just stuff. didn't know. Like, I'm like, yeah, because you're right. That that sound of s- that Smash Mouth song, or to me, Three Eleven, or something like that. It's. I'm like, oh, that's so uniquely that time mm-hmm. period. Yeah.
3: I'll tell you, there's a lot of bad rock music from that period. Like, oh yeah.
1: There were some good oh, songs yeah.
3: in there, but there are some bad songs in there, too. A lot of bad ones,
1: <laughs> Yeah, or just, like, I don't know. Just not, I, I don't know if I would say bad, but, like, they just don't hold up, you know? Like <laughs> I'd
0: call that bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so what do you
0: guys it's... think, because um, we're talking about music right now, what do you think Love Burger would have actually sounded like? I
2: know they didn't. Really like,
3: have- what
0: what did they play? Like what did they rehearse? Like what are, what were they going for?
3: Yeah, that's a know. good question. Yeah, I'm
1: thinking something and along. lot. confused. The- <laughs> I'm yeah, thinking something I, I- like the Lost Boys, like the saxophone guy from the Lost Boys, <laughs> some kind of sound like that.
0: Because I, I I immediately went into like thinking I bet they ended up. Or they were going to be like a, a a hippie jam band, yeah. And they just you know they didn't String have their cheese sound incident. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. They just would have needed a mandolin player <laughs> or something like that. Or they might have been you know like a three eleven had a reggae vibe to them or something like that. I don't know, but we never got to hear them. But I was so happy when the two members reunited to form uh, du jour,
1: in Josie and the In Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> and the
3: Pussycats.
1: <laughs> oh, nice. Well, oh, and that's Breckenmeyer
0: okay. and, I mean, and Daniel Faison are in both bands. Oh.
1: So. And that's a uh a, another call back to Clueless, which you can, you know, we well, covered that's, that yeah. movie that's right. in the archives. Um right? uh, so that's uh they're a three-peat together. They did Clueless, they did this, they did Josie. Yeah.
4: Ugh.
1: And, I'm getting, and Meyer.
3: Antsy. I'm getting antsy to find out what this almost famous connection is here, though. We're it's on. coming.
1: Don't worry. And it's going to okay. blow your mind. I would
0: also like to uh, talk about um, uh, Charlie's character, his yeah. first beer. Yeah. I, I, I love that scene. That beer is It's a bad. great moment. It's, the beer's going it's, to the, the beer's it's, beer is The beer is So, so I was wondering, beer. y'all remember your first beers?
1: Uh, official sure. like I, I drank A whole beer or first time Sipping beer
0: like first time you drank A whole beer
1: okay uh, In college yeah oh yeah Yeah I got it yep
2: Yeah because
0: yeah. I'm like beer I don't sucks. necessarily Remember it but I remember hating it Yeah and <laughs> I remember like Hating it because you know whatever Beer they have in that keg is not good
1: no, it's not good. And no, it's not no, as it's cold school, as it should it's be. High cake beer. Yeah. yeah, exactly. What was your, what was, let's go round robin here. What's our, what was your first beer, Joel? I you remember what was, brand? I think
0: it was an MGB. Okay. Mm. Nice. Miller Genuine Draft.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Mine, um, was, uh, mine was, mine uh, was Bud Ice, uh, my oh, beer of choice for wow. a long time. Now you, you can only find it in like 40s, I think, but yeah. Um, uh, that was, was it for a few years. <laughs> Mine, which is still my standby shitty beer, uh, Miller Lite. <laughs> oh, you drink it? You're you're one of the only ones I know that drinks a Miller Lite.
2: Oh, Miller uh, Lite's the best of the light beers, of the buds and the Coors. and uh, Miller like, Lite, best who go- one.
1: Who goes to a bar and orders like the beer? A like Miller in light. beer commercials, <laughs> I'd like a Heineken. I'd like a a Miller Lite. I'd like a Bud, just a Budweiser.
2: So, nothing wrong with a Heineken.
1: No, I guess nothing's wrong. I take Heineken. I don't know but that. But yeah. <laughs> but if I go to no, but if I if I'm gonna
2: go to a bar, I'm gonna get a like a real beer, quote yeah. unquote, you know, some sort of, you know, some IPA yeah. microbrew kind of course. thing. Like I'm not not ordering, I'm not going to the but I that's the, the evolution.
3: That's the evolution of of you know a, a beer drinker you know yeah. like yeah. that's not what you're drinking first my first beer was also a Miller Lite yes oh stole it from stole it from the fridge that was my
2: mom's fave back wow. in the 80s when I first had my first beer wow I got violently ill in college not violently but really ill drinking Miller Lite at a party or whatever and it, of course you know it comes out it doesn't come up the right way and yeah. I couldn't I couldn't drink Miller Lite for like a couple months I think and I go to these part I go to a party and I remember being in the basement and I'd have my I it was it could have been ice cold and I still couldn't drink it and I would I would like slowly dump it out when no one was looking like cuz I like I couldn't imbibe it I couldn't take it in cuz it tasted
1: so disgusting because of of the my bad night with it once you have uh, a bad experience with a a liquor or a beer it's really hard to recover from like a real bad one it's hard to oh. be okay with that taste again yeah, yeah, that was that was rum and cokes for me.
2: Mm. Yeah, I had an on and off again relationship with whiskey at a certain point with like cheap cheap Jack Daniels, you know, mm-hmm. nights of, of that and like, ugh, like, and I mean, who the hell likes Jack Daniels? You know, Joel anyway. does. Joel Jack loves and Jack and Coke
0: Daniels. is like my Miller life. Oh,
2: a Jack and Coke <laughs> is delicious, first of yes, all, because yes. it's with Coke. I don't drink
0: it's regular sweet. Jack. Why are either, we? But. <laughs>
2: We've anyway, about,
1: we've this is a lot of drink talk for yeah, this movie. Anyway, this, this episode has ranged movie. from so many different topics. It's really we're, we're we're a very worldly show. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I identified very much with Charlie, though, like that, yeah. that taste
2: of bad, you know, not as quite as cold, just beer served in a plastic cup. It's like ugh.
1: warm after
2: a while to
0: talk about. And, and I don't I don't for for the members here who have kids, I always thought this would be a great movie to show your kids the first time they're in high school and you're about to leave them alone for the weekend of like, don't host the party, mm-hmm. never host <laughs> right. the party, because yeah. that is the person who's having the least amount of fun. Throughout this entire yeah, movie, yeah,
2: the girl whose party it is, tough feel, times.
0: Yeah, I she, feel like that would one hundred percent backfire.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, parties rock. This yeah. is the best.
0: We're, no, you guys... like yeah, she just had a miserable experience throughout that yeah. entire yeah, movie. Did.
1: <laughs> did you guys? Do you guys remember parties being at all like this? Though is this is this accurate to what uh, parties of our younger days were like?
3: What do you mean?
1: Well, do you feel like this is an accurate depiction of, of real life parties, or is it uh, a little bit sort of an extreme? I, don't know. I feel it.
3: like I, I feel well. I, it, I feel like parties get out of hand. I feel like there's usually within a party several different groups kind of split off based on on. Uh, their particular pot of friends, you know, but mm-hmm. so in that regard, yeah. I feel like I feel like there's little one-off things, you know, like a foreign exchange student doing silly <laughs> stuff mm-hmm. that's laughable, you know, at least as far as you're concerned from yeah. from your your perspective. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, parts of it, do I think that it's a little bit romanticized in a in a way yeah. for for film? Yeah. Absolutely. I've never yeah.
0: had someone rappel down from the house in, in a, at a party in real yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. But I've had
3: people jump off the roof into the oh, pool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of a similar but sort rappelling, of
0: repelling. You got to bring that equipment with <laughs> you. You can just jump off. A <laughs> that's roof. Not, that's a whole want. setup. Sure. <laughs> go right now. Oh. <laughs>
3: yeah. But if some, I, I can tell you this at, at many of the parties that I, that I went to, if somebody found the equipment to rappel down, A wall, the house that they were at, that the party was happening. Yeah, you better believe one of my dumbass friends would have tied that shit on and tried it for sure. For sure.
1: Yeah, I think. that um, with the best. I got so distracted by the watching the background Mm -hmm. at this party and watching not just the main characters but what everyone else is doing. I was like, this is there's way too many. There's too much activity happening. Mm -hmm. Most of most of the real life parties, like you have a lot more milling and talking and you know, the, yes, the, the grouping and the separating, but like, there's a lot of like activities happening at this one.
0: Yeah. I think I remember <laughs> yeah. watching the movie with the commentary and apparently they were going to have uh, they they filmed it, but there was just going to be a girl in like a bunch of the scenes is crying yeah. throughout it. Cause there's crying, always a drunk crying girl. girl at, yeah. Yeah. And then there was going to be something with like a red balloon. That someone was just carrying a red balloon throughout the party, and they had to like go back in and digitally get rid of it.
1: Oh wow! Really? They're, like
0: we didn't actually do anything with that.
1: So the crying drunk girl—that was uh, she was played She's by Jennifer Lee Cox, who was uh, Jan Jan Brady in the Brady Bunch movies. Oh. oh. Do we otherwise
2: see her somewhere in the background?
1: You somewhere? can see her yeah, you can see her in the background. You see her body surfing uh when uh Charlie Cosmos doing oh, that's Paradise her. City. Oh okay.
2: she's oh I thought that was Melissa Jonah <laughs> because no. the the yearbook got away. So I didn't even I, I didn't even put it together.
1: I always yeah. thought that was her. No, that's Jan Brady, and uh and she was she was going to be like crying so much you couldn't understand her, and they had all her dialogue subtitled. <laughs> like that would have been funny that would have yeah. been great i, they I actually they actually a good um, idea. there was an r-rated version of this movie I don't think they've ever released it but um the intention was was uh an r-rated version a, a little more edgy stuff happening at the party there was more drug use happening there was um jason Siegel was not just the guy with a couple of lines was touching a watermelon. He was going to be having sex with the watermelon, which uh a year later that would uh, come about in another pie. movie. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. So, but they all, they had to cut all those scenes to get a PG 13 rating.
2: Mm. But yeah, when, uh, when I fired it up on the streaming service and it was like PG 13, I was like, really?
0: Huh? Yeah. You could say the, uh, That gay slur throughout the entire thing And still get that PG-13 rating
1: Yeah, that was nothing That's just just another word That word got thrown around so much In the 90s I mean, it's shocking to hear it now yeah it is it really, it really is. is it is it's jesus who says this like I, I i counted i i counted four times that they used it which doesn't seem like that many but it's very
3: but it's a punch in the face every time you hear it I mean, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. the other it really derogatory is. term that you're like no that's terrible yeah
2: yeah i i kind of shudder when the the, the males call uh women bitches and stuff uh yeah i'm like i just it's there's something off there like ugh. yeah like we talked like this like yeah yeah
1: yeah and that's you're gonna find that in a lot of movies uh, from, from that, <laughs> that we cover here from the 80s and 90s yeah, that, that yeah kind of, it's every good, movie there's no yeah. around
3: it the language is not up to today's
1: listen
2: i'll call you guys bitches because whatever f you guys you're bitches but like <laughs> Fair there's enough. something, there's an extra layer of when you're calling a woman a yeah, bitch and, and being right. bitchy and all that's like, mm-mm, like, unacceptable, yeah. Uh, but uh, whatever, you know, we've we've we we continue to evolve, and this is the snapshot, but like, yeah, a lot of homophobia in it, not even just the f the, the, the...
0: oh, yeah, I mean, the whole nerd prank is yeah. based on and homophobia. The, and the punch,
2: yeah. and they even. Well, like the punchline is that he, he loses his job over the pictures or whatever, right? Like they come up with, it's like, which
0: and somehow the guy who runs his own company doesn't right. lose his job over exactly. the same pictures. They came out, but only the guy at the yeah. car wash. As
2: though like those private pictures somehow would be, uh, you know, risk your job or whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, like that. That yeah, homophobia is kind of it's not rampant, but it's a, it it it's another layer, a typical layer of 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 like, you know, how things was were done uh yeah. back then. Yeah. So that and well, the I big punchline just... Mike Mike Dexter's just called out. I mean, I'll be honest, I still laughed at it because of the timing. I think the joke of the timing of the joke's funny, but calling him you know that in a in a crowd in the middle of silence like you know it's just like jesus christ like this is like imagine being the one gay kid in that room yeah the couple gay kids in that room were closeted or something yeah that's how you you know you can look at it these days and it's kind of
3: well i mean i think that's the thing in the 90s like there weren't i mean at least where i you know where i was growing up there weren't a lot of openly like out yeah out Gay guys, you know. So I mean, it's sad, but unfortunately, like at this time frame,
2: yeah. Yeah, there's no. It
3: was definitely used
2: as a derogatory, bullying term, you know. Yeah, it's weird. Like it's it's weird to see like a a, this this part teen party movie and there's no gay characters in it. Like, yeah, it's just kind of weird now, right? Like, isn't that
3: just? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, (laughs) there's just a greater awareness and and more. You know, I mean, I think it's awesome that you know, like. people are being allowed to be themselves uh, earlier on in life and and things like that. And they're, and they're much better supported for that than, I mean, it was still all early and awkward, unfortunately, at that
2: point. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: And I've heard now that in high schools, and I'm sure it depends obviously on which high schools you go to, but it's like, there's a lot less, of these groups of these you know cliques and everything like that where it's like if you're a jock and you like star yeah. wars like you can do both okay. of those things mm-hmm. you know like you can like both of those things and there's much more acceptance of like that you could be able to go between groups a lot more easily than you could you know when we were growing up where it's like you kind of had to find your group and then stick stick with them and you couldn't really yeah there wasn't go between groups there were, or, there, were there were a yeah. lot more barriers it feels like
2: yeah, and this is what this show, this show, this movie is showing you is like there's these groups of people, but they all came together for one big party, and then yeah, the intermingling yeah. of of their histories and stuff sort of uh, can change it a little bit. So yeah.
0: not, yeah, I, I did get the impression that Preston though is kind of someone who did go between yeah. groups. I mean, yeah, like not necessarily the jocks, but like the stoners. Yeah, group, unless they were just stoned and talking about anybody but it seemed like everybody kind of knew Preston like he's probably liked by most of the yeah I mean and that's
3: I mean you know that I I think that that's true I mean there's there were definitely people that bridge the gaps across all the groups like you know throughout I mean I don't know though like I was just thinking about it I would not want to trade any of that stuff for the type of shit that the kids today have to deal with with like cyber bullying and all that stuff man
4: like oh, that yeah.
3: just seems brutal i'm glad facebook did not exist uh, yeah yeah you know when i was when i was younger
1: yeah absolutely i totally totally agree with that that would have been things would have been totally different for us did yeah. you guys have uh, so yeah like you were just mentioning david the uh, i i agree that this this was really similar to sort of my, the end of my high school years, you know, the, obviously the whole way through, yes, there's separations of different groups and you're sort of in one or the other, but for my se- my senior year ended our, our high school period ended on a really good note that like, it just became all about the parties and all those groups dropped and all the grudge or most of the grudges and whatever shit was going on between people really dropped and everyone had a great time. And we, a lot of us that are still in touch talk about it, that that summer of uh was 97. That was like amazing because it was just fun. And it was like three months of just nothing but a good time. And then we, everybody left and like some of us came back and had, you know other sort of reunion parties here and there but uh that was um i i identified with that too that like everyone's sort of like together finally yeah do you guys have like a similar experience or did it stay kind of in separated groups for you
0: it was kind of similar for for me as well like at the end like Everyone just always started just, uh, for me, it was a lot about the reminiscing, like you're talking to someone that you hadn't talked to for two years in high school about hanging out in second grade, you know?
4: Mm-hmm. And
0: so like all those kind of stories and everything, like definitely like it was, it was, yeah, it was kind of like, once you knew you were out of, it, out of high school, you didn't really care about what had happened so much.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I had certain friend groups and it, but it was easier to be friends with more people. And I, I felt like, yeah, I had a certain point where I can talk to more people easily. I mean, my school was small, but we all sort of had our little groupings and lots of crossover, but I wasn't like a party guy. So I didn't, you know, the socializing was like, you know, still a, in the groups that as far as I was concerned was the same kind of groups, but I'm sure with the parties that were happening, it was a little more open than it used to be. And, but uh, yeah, I mean, senior year was just, things were a lot easier when it came to just dealing with your peers. Um, At least it seemed that way. Same, same, same situation for me.
1: All I'm saying is Amanda and I are connected. We have ever since the first day that she came to school. Oh God, here we go. All right. So we talked about the party now these kinds of movies so these these 90s teen movies i don't they're just they're of such a bygone era that when i when i'm watching it this time i'm thinking about like these movies are kind of like those moments in time like this this moment this moment you experienced in high school this movie is kind of the same way that this movie is a snapshot in time of of uh, of the late 90s kind of mirroring how the characters have that moment in time, this like, you know, night or whatever before they're all going to college. It's the end of high school right before you're taking that next chapter in your life. So, I kind of saw a parallel between the movie itself and what's happening sort of inside the story of the, with these characters. Did, did that like ring for you guys at all? No? Yeah. <laughs> Silence? Well,
0: I, I, mean, I think like you're right in that it is like again just as kind of a snapshot of the time like it's a it'll always bring you, bring us back to those types of moments
3: well I was just kind of trying to think you know like I mean I, I enjoy these kinds of movies they don't happen I feel like as much anymore I was trying to remember like uh, these party movies like what, what was there was one up, I think probably in 2010 like Twenty-one and up, or something—I forget what it was
1: called. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
0: like, and there was like Project X. Or yeah, Project like X. Like those yeah. were like. Well, Even I'm, like
1: everybody wants some too from Linkletter. Well, yeah,
3: but that's it's it is right like. Yeah, it's
1: very I mean, dazed I, and confused. It's 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 very much kind of a sort of it is, cousin you know, of that film.
3: But that movie, like when I watch it, I, I like that movie. But the party part aspect of it is like. So very small. It's like just such a little piece to that.
1: Mm-hmm, true, that yeah. movie,
3: you know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, whereas like Dazed and Confused, you know, I mean, like, it's it's kind of all about that that day leading up to yeah. and that night of the party, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I I kind of wonder can't hardly wait versus days and confused like which one like holds up better which one is you know and I'm trying to wrap my head around it because I feel like something about days and confused for me works better only because it's set in an era that I didn't grow up in right so like it's 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 got kind of all the same tropes and you're kind of like understanding the party but like when I watch can't hardly wait which I still like. I don't know if I, it, it, it connects with me in a different level that makes me, I don't know, like as a, as a viewer, I feel like I lived it more than Dazed and Confused. And as a viewer, like I prefer watching Dazed and Confused because it's not something that I can directly recall memories. Uh, well, of- yeah, as-
1: I, I agree with you. Um, I think there's a couple of things behind that. I think Richard Linkletter is a much more mature Filmmaker than sure. these people were, especially at the time. I mean, yeah, I mean, they he's were like different...
3: tw- in their 20s when they made this, right? Sure,
1: and and he's he's just a different kind of. He's more of an artist too, whereas yeah. they're, you know, I I don't know if I'd call them that, but uh, they're the characters in Dazed and Confused are much to me read much more human and much more realistic, whereas the a lot of these characters are sort of caricatures. They're they're sort of more extreme versions of of these people they don't feel like 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 mike dexter is like that doesn't that's not a real person there that's just sort of a caricature of of the jock type
3: yeah but think of the ben affleck character in in dazed and confused is that not like a caricature of ben affleck's that char- type of person
1: ben affleck's character always came across as an angry high schooler which i knew many of those people who that sure. like that character felt extremely real to me because I've seen those guys that they're just pissed off and looking for a fight. It's a little bit different than the Mike Dexter. Who's just, uh, I don't know, just looking just like kind of just being a jerk. I know there, there's a subtle difference between the, the two characters to mm-hmm.
3: me. Yeah. I mean, I don't mess. Nec- I don't like disagree with you. I'm just kind of asking like I, for whatever reason, like I think, because I, I think of these movies as very similar, but yet like Days and Confused, I think is far superior. But I still I mean I like them both, but I just, you know, like it's just kind of and I don't know, I don't know why. I mean, I think you have a really great point about Link Letter and and just as an artist and a director and whatnot, but but uh yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like I can watch Dazed and Confused like I could put that on at any point and like watch that yeah. movie and I'm like okay I love the film. This yeah. is on now. I'm watching it and that's totally fine. I feel it, like Dazed I would eventually a... get really sick of Can't Hardly Wait if I watched it as freely mm. as I did Dazed and Confused. But
1: yeah, well, Can't Hardly Wait is very is very over the top compared to Dazed. Um Dazed I think is much more grounded and yeah. uh, and by the way we covered that back in year one. <laughs> it's a top 10 show for reconsinimation here in the archives at www.reconsinimation.com.
3: It's been a good day for dropping that that <laughs> website.
1: I missed the last couple episodes, so I'm, I'm firing them I'm out. Making here. it up tonight. Clueless. You know, it's all, it's all there. So we're going to run out of movies at some point.
3: Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, I didn't want to like take us off course, but I was just kind of. So
2: what's, what's, what's. What do we? What's the point though? What, we're saying that the different movie that is better is a better movie than this thing. I mean, this is a different movie. What the fuck? I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I know well, what you're saying, co- but I know we already co- sort of compared it to Days, but I mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah, sure, Days is better. <laughs>
1: well, I, <laughs> sure. I think of the of the uh, remaining. So this sort of began the '90s teen like party movies, and they would go up and down. so forget about you know what came before it with days compare it to the other ones your she's all that's your american pies where where does this one rank for you guys amongst those david david what do you think i didn't see she's all that i liked i liked
2: american pie at the time although i haven't seen it since the theater um i mean i don't know i i like i like what this movie does a lot so uh you know su- super bad i guess isn't really about the party i was gonna say which came much much later
0: yeah i was thinking about uh, super bad as well yeah
2: but like that you know that's kind of got that that's more day it's more that's probably more closer to days than than it is closer to can early wait um i don't know yeah i i really i really i like what can early wait does i like i it's uh it finds a lot of familiar beats and and very relatable moments and, and all of that, you know, I, I, I think it's got a a good energy without trying to be too clever. It's not, it's not trying to be clever, which I feel like as time goes on, you know, this, this has to get imitated. So then they got to amp up how clever it is and all that. I think Mm -hmm. it's like, there's an earnest story here for a lot of these characters and, and all that. So it kind of works, you know, I was kind of, the first, I don't know, twenty minutes. I was probably not really enjoying it all that much to see it again. But then I, I kind of fell into a groove with it. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm, I, 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 think I probably like, like it for for being sort of the, the trailblazer of the '90s, uh, late '90s, early 2000s teen
0: movies. Joel, what about you? I, I dig it. Like, I, it's definitely one of my go-to like. 90s movies, like yeah. uh, if if we're talking about like a 90s movie, yeah, Can't hardly wait is definitely definitely on the top of the list or up there.
1: Yeah, Uh Brent... I mean,
0: no, they definitely up the bar with Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> yeah. though. I love it. It's coming.
1: This is all a setup for that. This is a prequel to that episode. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I th-
3: yeah. I think that there was probably, uh, th- I mean, there was a major influx of these movies that came out, like like at this time, right? And and mm-hmm. just pass it. Uh, and I probably saw the majority of them, but only a few really stick out. This is one of them. Like, I like this one a, a lot. I mean, I like Scream. I know that this was before. I know Scream was before this. But I like Scream. I like Can't Hardly Wait. I like American Pie. But those are... Other than those three for, like, the 90s kind of party movie, like, I can't really think of one that, mm-hmm. off the top of my head that I can remember.
1: Yeah, I, I going into this, I was I loved American Pie when it came out. I watched it like a year or two ago. Probably didn't hold up. Hated it. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's so hard to watch that. I mean, it is so sexist. Like, it's it's really hard to hard to get through that one. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, he would basically go to jail now, right? Yeah. Jason Biggs character yeah. for like broadcasting the girl over the internet. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, and, and all of them, they're all so, all the guys are so creepy. It's, it's not good. Yeah. So I, going into this, I was like, oh, you know, uh, what's this going to be? And then watching I'm like, oh my God, I feel like American Pie like ripped this movie off. Um, mm-hmm. Like, where would American Pie be without this movie? And this was nowhere near as, um, Like, yes, there are things dated in it, but it's nowhere Mm -hmm. near as extreme as American pie is. I mean, uh, you know, uh, there's sexist stuff. You know, the the treatment of women here is, you know, they're either sort of ditzy or airheads or uptight or, uh, you know, like, I don't think there's, it's a really great portrayal of them, but they're not treated as strictly objects like they are in American pie. Mm. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I yeah. prefer this one over over those. But yeah, scream. Di- scream is a bit of a different category for me. But uh, uh, yeah, that one's I think great as well. So, um, one thing that stood out to me watching it this time, there's not a lot. All right, most everybody, most everybody is white in this movie. Mm-hmm. But when they do, there's a couple. There's some people of color, but they sort of pair them off. You have like white people with white people, redheads with redheads and black people with black people. Like Mm -hmm. that that just sort of jumped out at me that, Oh, of course that's how they're going to pair them up because that's what they're Mm -hmm. supposed to. You know, that was the thought process I think of the day. So that, you know, was, I, I'd put that as a sort of a strike against it. It's not super glaring. It's just something you kind of notice. It wasn't anything that was like really touched on, but Yeah. Yeah, it's a
2: pretty white movie.
0: Yeah, well and yeah, and there's the scene where, you know, one of the guys from Special K's group goes up to the group of black guys who are only in that scene who are basically just there to be do the to make the joke happen. Mm -hmm. And that one was like a very glaring scene. Yeah, you don't
2: see those characters before or after. Yeah. That's like Yeah. 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 It's a it's a definitely a super white movie. Um typical kind of 90s shit right there but you know yeah. uh yeah that's hey i love that donald Faison and breck and meyer are in a band together though and i don't yeah. how good does that hat look on donald Faison? by the way <laughs> why are we calling it stupid it looks fucking awesome. awesome right when he, he put it on great. i was like yeah he should wear yeah. that like yeah wear the hat that's awesome <laughs> like that's like the in the script that it works but then when you do it it's like you can't sell that. But no, that that hat looks awesome on.
1: it. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know, I thought it was cool. Um, I think the weirdest thing about the movie though. What's up with that ending? Joel, what's going on with it? The the ner- the, the X-Files kids and <laughs> when they get abducted oh, by God, aliens. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Got-
0: I, you know, That's like fun. They they got their wish.
1: Yeah, i get it it was just such like a such a weird turn and that's like it's like mid credits (laughs) like a mid-credit scene like why why do we we don't even care about these they knew
0: too much john Uh, they knew
1: too much apparently uh that was just out of bizarro land for me but
2: (laughs) it's a a funny
1: little bit yeah yeah
4: i I would expect a callback ending
0: they all wanted
1: Yeah. yeah yeah yeah
0: exactly
1: I I was just expecting, like, if you're going to do a callback for some of the characters, that it would have been one of the main characters and not, like, these really tertiary uh, characters. Oh, gotcha.
0: I I was also thinking, watching it, like, does anyone actually have any good friends of the main people? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it, it only seems like... Lauren Ambrose and Ethan Embry are good friends and everybody else is just in their group, but they will like either forget about you or disband you or like not look out for your good interests. Like Mike Dexter, isn't a good friend to his guy friends. Oh you yeah. Know? yeah. He's trying to convince them to do just follow him. And like uh, Seth Green's friends don't really seem like his friends, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, like this is, this is, these people are not good friends to each no. other.
2: No, not at all. Yeah. There's a lack of heart in, in the friendships, you know, and, but like, yeah. and they kind of touch on it though, where like when, uh, when she's at the party and her friends like sort of are sympathizing with her and mm. saying how much Mike Daxter's awful and, you know, mm. she, they feel so bad. And she just didn't feel like she wasn't getting genuine care from her friends and she just had to get away from them. Like, yeah. You know she she realized like her entire life was a was like kind of complete bullshit because of being mike dexter's girlfriend and mm-hmm. the friends that she have are because they're in mike dexter's you know circle and they're not real friends you know it that it's 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 kind of subtle but it's like you realize like how much your identity can get wrapped in other people mm-hmm. um Well, it's not subtle when she's talking about it but like you know there's there's the clues are there if you're if you can find them if you can keep your eyes
0: no future plans Mm -hmm. in the in that yearbook at the beginning they're going through like hers like Mm -hmm. her future plans are like question mark
2: yeah yeah and like she just wants to see more or whatever and it's just sort of like oh she's just kind of this empty person like Mm -hmm. and you don't you don't get the scene where she like they break up and she of starts to figure out her life or whatever like yeah. it's just she's already she just in the goes right
0: that. into a new relationship
2: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah well she gets thing. way into kurt vonnegut yeah <laughs>
2: um you know that good
1: for her i guess <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so uh let's talk a little let's talk a little box office Is it, it's time for oh. box office glory here Uh, okay. So the movie comes out June 12th, 1998. It's got a $10 million budget. It's shot through the fall of 1997. Uh, it opens up with an $8 million uh, opening weekend. So it kind of starts out hot. Uh, but then it it ends up with just a domestic uh, run of 25 million. So, um, you know, I don't think it was the hit that they wanted coming off of, you know, Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer and a couple of others. It, it opened up at actually number four opening weekend against uh, Six Days, Seven Nights and and the uh, Norm MacDonald classic Dirty Work. Dirty Work. I saw that in theater. I did, too. So that's that's where we were uh, that op- opening weekend. We were at Dirty Work. Mm <laughs> hmm. Um, and it opens between A Perfect Murder and Godzilla, which had already been in theaters for a couple of weeks. Oh, God, I saw that in the theater, too.
3: Is that Matthew Broderick's Godzilla? <laughs> oh, yeah. hell
1: yeah. <sighs> um, and the film ends up number 73 of 1998, so pretty far down the list uh, between Great Expectations and Fallen, Hey, Den- Denzel's film. So, not a great run. It, uh, the, the directors talked about how they got a call Friday night and, and the numbers were really, really good. And the studio was super happy. And then that was the only call they got. They no, <laughs> no calls the rest of the weekend. Uh, they, they felt like they learned that, you know, teenagers of that day, which were us, uh, would go mo- to the movies Friday night. And that was it for the weekend. <laughs> Friday night was the big night and then uh, whatever we were part we had parties the rest of the weekend so exactly. So yeah that uh, it was a bit of a disappointment for them. Um, it didn't really start to catch on until I it must have been until it hit DVD and then one of those that suddenly people just owned that movie. It was just in people's collections like my friend Joel Sweeney, right? Yeah I still have it. I bet you yeah. do. Awesome. I, I can you wouldn't be Joel Sweeney if you got rid of it. Of course. <laughs> it's a great movie. Great movie for the collection. Mm-hmm. So the, the cult status sort of took over in the, once you get to the early two thousands and, and now it's, it's a much beloved uh, classic as sort of like leading the, 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 the way for the nineties teen films, even right. though it really, I mean, it was, it was different than clueless. Like, uh, there's a lot of differences between the two films, and um, I wouldn't put them quite in the same category. And there's a, it felt like a big gap between time wise between those two films.
2: Yeah. Is that four, years? four uh, years? Yeah,
1: three or four years. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No Paul Rudd to, to save this movie. No Paul Rudd.
1: No Paul yeah. Rudd. No. <laughs> what was he doing in 98? He was sort of between your Halloween's and your uh, anchor. He could
0: Maris. have been a good trip, McNeely. They could put him in there. Jerry O'Connell's part.
2: I yeah, I I like Trip McNeely. I like when he shows up and Mike just says Trip McNeely. And he goes, Trip McNeely. Like (laughs) the 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 refrain, you know, like that's that's his identity. There he is. McNeely. (laughs) I I love that.
0: Got warts all over my feet.
2: Yeah. I think I remember, I think I remember the first time seeing the movie thinking like, oh wow, Jerry O'Connell. Like, whoa. He's in it. Like I yeah. don't know why. I don't remember how I knew Jerry O'Connell that well. Although he was in Sliders, I think. And Sliders. Yeah. Was, yeah. On Fox. Was he in
0: Jerry Maguire?
2: Was he in Jerry Maguire?
1: Yeah, he was in yeah, Jerry Maguire. Was, yeah, yeah, he was one of the quarterbacks. Before, band. after this movie. Before,
0: but come on, he was in okay. Stand
3: By Me. Like, come on, Jerry. Oh, yeah, Jerry O'Connell had been around for years. Oh yeah,
2: I mean, I yeah. know he was around. Like, I just couldn't remember why. I was like, oh cool, like Jerry O'Connell. It's probably I probably like Sliders a lot. I think yeah, I, yeah I mean, he had a couple
3: different that. TV shows, right? That he that he had done that were pretty popular. Sliders was one of them for sure. Yeah,
2: yeah. and then I think when he was a kid, he played like a secret superhero kid or something. Something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah I I don't, um anyway jerry o'connell always good to see
1: jerry jerry's jerry's back on the screen Mm -hmm. uh believe it or not as of two years ago jennifer love hewitt was developing her own sequel to this movie uh that she is going to direct so we can't hardly wait for the the yeah. part two of this And so, where are these characters Now what's going to so happen
3: excited. But I looked into it Like there's no like
1: evidence uh, That it's
3: happening Other than it saying Like she mentioned it in an interview Like in October of 2019 Yeah But like
1: that it's not on it-
3: Brent, that She wants to make it But I mean apparently she's been working on it since like 2015
1: Brent there's been a pandemic Have you heard I everything stopped.
3: I noticed, but it doesn't even show up in her like
1: future credits on IMD. She's, she's just on, talking so. about it now. She's she's just gonna she's get the writing. buzz going. She's got the pen and well, the paper. She's if she if she it. she
3: wanted it to be the 20-year anniversary or 20-year reunion of, of the characters. So wow. she...
1: right. So, so that would be we're past that, aren't we? That would have yes. been even beyond, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well.
3: So 25th. the longer you wait, the further away you are from that. So
2: 25th, and now it's this time it's her kids having the party. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Uh oh.
3: I mean, I hope she does it, but I'm just saying.
2: Yeah. I, I'm fine with it.
3: going yeah. for the it's, not gonna ruin the
1: it's not gonna ruin the first one for me.
3: Nope. <laughs> nope. And I'll see it.
1: Well, you could hit 25 years, right? We have yeah, to time do the 25th. For that. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah. I think she got all tied up with 911.
1: She's busy so, on 911. She, got busy, Hot she show. got
3: busy with 911.
1: Yeah.
0: Which which 911?
3: The original.
1: The
0: not Lone Star 911? No, no. there's
2: two 911 shows. Yes, of course, there is. I thought yeah. I thought Lone Star 911 was the only show. There's no, two, there's, there's two. just a 911 uh, the original yeah.
3: one the, with uh god, look, what's and it's name? not
1: we're not talking about rescue 911, right? right. Don't, no, don't different. And not in Chicago
3: 911. Yeah, <laughs> no, she she came in season two to replace Connie Britton who left. Uh, for something else. And oh, okay. She's been on every. She's second. a cop.
2: No, she's nine no, one one operator. Nine one one dispatch. Sh- yeah. Holy shit! She's taking care of all the stuff on the nine one one. Yeah, cars. David. Yeah. David's in now. All right. Yeah, sign me up. Is that on Hulu?
1: It,
3: it <laughs> probably.
2: I probably is. <laughs> so
3: yeah, well, the most well, outlandish nine one one calls that have ever happened ever. <laughs>
1: Hopefully um, it happens. You know, let's see where all these characters are uh, 25 years later and I just want the same soundtrack. I want the same music. Ugh, uh, gonna, I know we all want that. it. Yeah. Blink-182 can use a comeback, guys. So <laughs> so can Smash Mouth.
2: Trip McNeely. And Trip Trip's back. Trip uh, Jenna Elfman, though, right? Pretty yeah, good in this J- movie? Jenna
1: Elfman's in it. Yeah. I've What's she doing? Yeah, what is she doing? I don't know what Jen Elfman's up to. Um, no, I just mean what's her character doing
2: now. I don't.
0: Mean yeah, I was, I was She saying, owns was, the strip was, club now. Was she supposed to be like, uh, like the, the 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 sage advice giver in this movie, or kinda. like I she that part always just kind of like stuck out to me as like this is weird,
1: and I know yeah, it's kind of
0: it, supposed to be like that, but yeah,
1: but it doesn't like. Feel like it goes all the way there.
0: Right. Like, yeah, it, maybe. Yeah. I mean, basically, she just says, like, she gives him bad advice about Barry Manilow or whatever. <laughs> go get yeah. Barry Manilow. And he's like, I guess I should go get uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, what's her character's name in this movie? Amanda,
1: Amanda Be- Becker. Be- Amanda Becker. 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 Beckett. 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 I it was Beckett. Beckett. Yeah. Amanda Beckett. Who said Becker? I didn't say Becker. I said Beckett. <laughs> That's a Ted Danson show (laughs) And a hot one at that Hey, anything Ted Danson is in Printing Uh, gold So, yeah uh, What do we, on our Reconsider scale 1 to 10, what do we think? Uh, Brent, uh, Brent, what do you think uh, About this film? Does it hold up? Does it not hold up?
3: I mean, I still like it.
1: I I have uh, yeah, I still like it a lot. Uh, seven seven point two, seven 7.2. Copy that, Joel. How about you? I mean, 10? for
0: me personally, I would give it you know an eight, right, right around there. I do think though, know, like like with a lot of these movies, if I was to introduce it to someone younger than me, it would have a much lower rating. Yeah, yeah.
3: that's fair.
2: Yeah, <laughs> a little bell curve action
0: exactly exactly yeah
2: i'm i'm kind of in the seven yeah seven five range so with with uh, uh with you brent uh kind of right there in the sevens just hits a nice little sweet spot nice to visit
1: uh yeah i don't know yeah good, good times i'm gonna go i'm all right and i think this is really only because i'm seeing it now and not having the love for it that uh, everyone else has that having sounds seen like the high out, score's coming. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little lower. I'm gonna go six six point five right oh, there. Oh, um, okay. I, I thought you were gonna go. Yeah, win, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's I mean I, I think I also love the nostalgia side of it. So I, I feel that. But if I wanna watch a movie about, you know, one night in the teen teens' lives, like I'm gonna go dazed and confused probably. So you know, there are other movies I would go to before this one, but, you know, but I I will go to it for nostalgia. I I love that. It was just, it was like bringing back all of those, those things, those products and those clothes and the music and the, that general energy that of a much simpler time. Yeah. You know, and I appreciate that side of it. So, so I'm going to, I'm not going to go that low. So. Nice. It's like as if a movie had been like your yearbook had been turned into a movie. Yeah. 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 Very much so.
0: Oh, yeah. and we haven't even mentioned Jamie Priestley's in this too. I know. But Jamie Priestley. We, we, Selma yeah. There's, yeah. Too, there's too many
3: people to name. I mean, that's Oh my gosh. I
1: will say one thing about her her role in this. So the guy that the jock that she sort of paired with, mm-hmm. they look like twins. It's creepy. <laughs> look at their faces. Oh. Uh. Yeah, I could see that.
0: <laughs> also, I knew uh, the the actress from other stuff, and so when all of a sudden she's, I'm like, you're not a high school person. No, no. <laughs> like you're not high school yeah. age at all. Like, yeah, maybe she like really stuck out of like. You're. I mean, you're still very attractive and everything, but you're not. You're not at high school. Yeah.
1: Well, for the most part, I think they did a good job with the actors feeling like they're in high school, mm-hmm. right? i mean so many of these movies they were clearly not especially in the eighty, like in 80s versions of these like you've got 30 year olds playing high schoolers uh this yeah. was a little bit better but yeah she stuck out a little bit yeah. so well you know we'll see if they round them all back up for the sequel we'll Man. find out uh, i'm in be you know, an expensive get cast these days yeah i know that's yeah exactly <laughs>
3: Although I'm sure Selma Blair could use the work. I think she's kind of pseudo retired.
1: She is. She's had some health issues. So she's she's stepped back. I think she's actually trying to step back into acting now, but she had to kind of take care of herself for a bit. So um, best wishes to Selma. Uh, uh, Did she even have any dialogue here? She had like one line, right? Yeah, she had like two lines. Yeah.
0: Trent, or not Trent. The the mic guy tries to hit on her and her friend.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that's gonna that's gonna just about wrap it up here for for can't hardly wait. I'm glad uh, I finally got to see it. Thank you, Joel, for being patient with me and staying uh, friends with me this whole time, uh, even though I haven't uh, followed your guidance until now.
0: We all have our own path. You, fi- you finally got there. But <laughs> I mean. I just hope you don't feel like your whole life has been a waste up until this yeah. point.
1: I I I kind of do. I'm sitting <laughs> in my office at Rican Cinema Studios, just kind of questioning everything. Like, what have I done? How many what?
0: other, how many other choices you would have made in your life if only you had seen this movie earlier? Right.
1: Yeah. Well, and and Joel, it was uh, it's great to have you back on here as always. We know you'll be back for Josie and the Pussycats when we cover that uh, at some point. We've got a. Mm-hmm a full schedule but that, that's that's going to mix in there so don't worry I'm waiting <laughs> Uh all right guys well uh that's it for can hardly wait we will be back uh next in the next couple weeks with uh another episode and stay tuned oh, a quick uh, shout out and plug uh to our friends EK Wimmer don't forget to uh listen to his podcast laser graves and thank you to our friend curtis moore for the poster as usual don't forget you can check out all of our episodes in our archives at www.reconsinimation.com follow us on instagram twitter or facebook where reconsinimation podcast and we will see you next time on reconsinimation take care bye now